I want to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for the email list over there. It's a great way to uh, keep up, keep in touch with us, figure out all the things that we're getting up to. You can also get the Hank Strange patches on HankStrange.com. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. Lola also sh- shares deals and all that kind of good stuff over there. So uh, go seek that out. Follow it. Sign up for it. Uh, when we give things away and everything, we do it through the email list itself. All right. That said, I want to thank Franklin Armory for being our sponsor tonight. I want to remind everyone out there to smash those thumbs ups and ring the bell. Share this podcast if you can. I'm going to press the open. There Welcome goes the back open. to the Hank Strange right. situation. Lifestyle. Make sure you subscribe. Thumbs up. Ring the bell, like I said, so you can be notified when we go live. All right. So we've got Gorillas and Guns. He's been here before. And we have Shooting Gallery Annie, who's never been on the show, but he's always here in the chat. You guys know what it is. Let's do the jazz hands. Come on, tough guys. Let's get those jazz hands going. I hope you got your big girl panties on. Uh Uh-oh. I hope you got your big girl panties on. This, this is episode 601 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. As I said, we've got Shooting Gallery, Any joining us, as well as Gorillas and Guns. Gentlemen, what's up? Welcome to the show. What's crackalacking? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm here. I'm chilling with you guys. <laughs> yeah, chilling well, with you guys. Uh, this, like I said, uh, so Shooting Gallery, this is your first time, man. Uh, how does it feel? Does it feel awesome? Yeah, it does, man. It's real humbling. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, no, absolutely. It's uh, it's my pleasure, man. Um, you know, what I'd like to do here is to be able to support the other people in the gun community uh, that that need my support. So I'm happy to have you guys back here. Uh, Gorillas and Guns, what's up with you? You know, just the same old, same old, just trying to break out of the state of tyranny down here in Virginia, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's unfortunate that uh, Virginia, of all places... Is being known for the tyranny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and a lot of it here lately. Yeah, that's what you get out of uh, Governor Blackface there. <laughs> yeah, that's how that goes down. So first here to um, to everyone in the chat, let me uh, share with you guys. Here's uh, Shooting Gallery Any. This is what his YouTube channel looks like. You folks need to go over there and smash the uh, subscribe button on his channel. Check out his uh, videos. Etc. He's got some videos on there, and, and he could use your support checking that out. And as well as here is Gorillas and Guns. This is what his page looks like. You should also go over there, check it out, show your support, and uh, check out all the videos he has going on. Um, you know, are you are you throwing up? Are you still throwing up videos here on a regular basis, Gorillas and Guns, or what's the deal? Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, putting out one at least one a week. Um, I've been mm-hmm. using that community tab quite a bit since I got it now. Okay. Um, but only I'll, I'll do one to two videos a week. Okay, one or two a week. Okay, cool. Uh, how's the community tab thing working out? I haven't really – I've been looking into it, but I haven't really jumped all the way in there, so. It's not too bad. I mean, I'm I'm not getting huge responses out of it or anything, but I mean, it's a way to get some stuff out there as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, I see Clover Tack out there. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Clover Tack. so sexy. Yeah, he says. Uh, <laughs> Clover Tack says, "I love Joe. He's so sexy." Gorillas and Guns is too. By the way, he's just throwing that in there. As for Hank, I could take him or leave him. <laughs> uh, I'm thankful of that. <laughs> 
All right, hell yeah. Yeah, I appreciate oh, that. You guys could go rock on over there for Cloversack. <laughs> making me blush. Yeah. That, that's going to that's gonna be yeah. an interesting after-hour show next time I go on there. Yeah, if the little green van is rocking, don't come and knock it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Clovertack and everyone else out there. I see John Crump is out there. Um, uh, John Crump says that he uh, that they won a victory. He says 18 to 20-year-olds are not required to go through a background check. For a private sale, okay. Uh, he's in Virginia. He's in your neck of the woods, uh, G and G. So, yeah, actually, uh, me and John, mm-hmm. yeah, me and John talk quite a bit. I've been on his show a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, we were actually uh, in a kind of like a conference call talking mm-hmm. about some of the stuff that's going on around here. It's mm-hmm. like a little Virginia GOA group uh, oh, okay. that going on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. And then Clover Tech chiming in here about the uh, about. Let's see what he's saying. Something about the community tab. Let's see what he says. The community tab is awesome for engagement, but sadly, most people don't know it exists to use it. Creators or viewers. Yeah. There you go. Um, it takes time to adapt over to all these different things going on here. So. Yeah. So listen, we've got shooting gallery on any on here for the first time. So let's start with him. Do you want to break it down to the folks out there, who you are, where you are, what kind of stuff you get up to? All right, sure. Well, my name is Joe. I uh, run Shooting Gallery New England on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I'm on Gunstreamer, Full 30, and pretty much everything, you, any type of uh, social media. I uh, am a graduate of Snoring Desert Institute, so it's kind of prompted me to really get into guns. Guns pretty much saved, you know, saved my life, man. It, it, I was kind of going nowhere years and years ago, and my a friend of mine was like, "Hey, do you want to come uh, shoot some guns?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I've always been into firearms. I've never really. I kind of grew up in a very anti, not anti-gun house, but like my parents weren't into them. Uh, for a while, I still make the joke that my dad is like not really cool with guns." Uh, so it was kind of shocking to him when I kind of got really into the hobby. And then I realized, all right, this is what I want to do with my life. I want to work in the firearms industry somehow, whether it be at a manufacturer or whatever it is. And I kind of went full force into it. Then re- recently, I, you know, about a year ago, I started the channel just, uh, cause I, it's what I wanted to do, you know, somehow to get my name out there and, uh, blossom into this wonderful channel that i have so much fun doing now okay. and uh so do you work in the industry and you're doing the channel uh no okay. i don't work in the industry i for the for i was a uh interior and exterior painter for about 10 years and then recently i was a car salesman and then i don't know All if right. you guys have ever been to a car dealership uh, uh yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so it really it i was really good at sales i sold a jeep ram uh chrysler just stuff like uh okay. you know mm-hmm. fca mm-hmm. uh i was really good at it and then this uh wu-tang ain't none to f with virus happened and i was like wow i had enough time to really think what i want to do and mm-hmm. you know i when i graduated from sdi i was like i want to work in the firearms industry and i don't really want to be a car salesman i'm tired of people screaming at me because they're getting a bad interest rate mm-hmm. uh car sales are for some people but it just it's not me. I, I, I'm too nice. I think that was my biggest issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just like, yeah, man, I'm thank God I have a savings saved up and I'm just taking this time now to really focus on my channel and, 
just try and work the best I can to get into the industry. Okay. All right. That's, uh, I completely understand that. Uh, and by the way, I've had to deal with uh, FCA dealerships. I have a Ram Rebel. And uh, I'm jealous. I enjoy the Ram Rebel. I am not a fan of the dealerships. I got to say that. Yeah, I, I made some good friends, and it's, like, one of the w- first times where, like, I didn't, like, despise my manager. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, I don't know. It, like, I learned a lot of sales, and, you know, I sold some good cars. I got to test drive some, like, amazing mm-hmm. cars. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I just, I kind of had a mental breakdown, to be quite honest. And I was like, I'm not going back to the dealership. I'm not doing it. And, yeah. funny story, I got offered a job at Six Hour. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm in Massachusetts, so six hours, only like an hour and a half away. I'm right. like, all right, Hunt told told the wife, listen, this is what we're gonna do, and I'm not telling her any of this stuff that's going on in my life. So I'm like, you know, my feelings on not going to the work, like not wanting to go to work and stuff like that, and it just came down to, well, I can't afford an apartment during the COVID, uh, mm-hmm. so I was like, all right, I'm not gonna go back to the dealership. So right now, I'm just kind of doing my thing and just mm-hmm. just loving my channel right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, if you know that's what you want to do, just get all the way in there. Um, you know, if you still want to get a job in the industry, it helps. It helps to uh, to do this kind of stuff. And and I think there'll be opportunities. I don't know if all the folks out there are hiring, but I know uh, people are trying to ramp up production because there's an increased demand right now. So there, there may be some hiring going on out there, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Uh, let me get this comment in from Flying Rich. He gave us a couple of bucks. He says, Hank, I'm jealous. You never post my channel. Uh, that's nonsense. Okay. I'm always promoting you and uh, Pebbles and all the stuff that you do. But, you know, it's not about you, Rich. It's not about you. So <laughs> next time you come on, Rich, I will make special sure if I'm sure you'll remind me. I'm sure you'll remind me. I'll make sure to uh, promote your channel on there. Uh, and pebbles and pebbles so uh so gorillas and guns maybe refresh the folks out there if they haven't uh we haven't had you on here in a while you are in the chat from time to time what have you been up to here lately well uh, you know i've been up to uh, a bunch of stuff really um I've, I've built a, a ar finally for my first time and i gotta tell you i love the heck out of it um, been mm-hmm. tinkering with a lot of uh, repairs mm-hmm. on firearms and stuff. Uh, never had any formal training. I'm just, uh, I guess, mechanically inclined. So mm-hmm. um, got some videos out on that and a few more coming out. Um, yeah, mostly everybody knows me. I've been down here in the fight uh, for our rights in Virginia here, um, joining up with uh, John Crump and the GOA and the Virginia Citizens Defense League. And, you know, we're, we're trying to push these, uh, you know, tyrannical laws out of here and get old uh, governor blackface baby killer the heck out of office mm-hmm. so yeah uh, everyone should be activated in virginia man there's a lot of stuff going on over there for that matter we should all be activated all around the country here in florida everywhere we need to keep uh keep up with these guys man and and around times like this is when they always try to sneak things in oh yeah you know? for sure yeah. especially you know our backs are turned or our yeah. attention's somewhere else yeah yeah we're not paying attention to that by the way, uh, let's see. Shoot Drive Live says, "What up, Shooting Gallery? Look at you on Hank Strange. Hank won't answer my DMs. Laugh out loud. But there's a cry, there's a cry face. The cry face is on there too. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Shoot Drive Live is uh, DMing me somewhere, but you know, 
You know what? I don't. I, I go on social media very briefly. So if you're sending me messages through social media, I don't know. You're gonna have to send me messages through the phone number. We get the phone number out all the time. That's everywhere. You can get in touch. Hit me up on the phone number. If you want to come on the show, you got to talk to Lola. Lola's the boss of that. Right, guys? You guys had to talk to me. Yep. I'm not allowed to put people on the show. <laughs> okay. Because I, I get shouted at. I get screamed at. Because I just, you know, if I find someone, then Lola's like, I already figured out who's coming on the show. Shut up. Then. Is that yeah, yeah. Do you still have the bag of balls? Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> what, what are you trying to insinuate? I'm just saying, you still got just one bag, just just one sack. <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen you play with your balls in a while. Oh, so, so yeah, you guys, I, oh, oh boy. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna have to. Uh, since you want to see my balls, Lola, they actually see the balls, Lola. This is not, <laughs> this is not me. Uh, it's not me doing it. Boom! There we go. Got balls for everybody. Keep these around. Keep these around. Not like I need like extra, you know, nuttacular uh, fortitude. Nuttacular fortitude. I don't know if that's the best way to put it. Yes, uh, Lola says stay on topic. Well, there is no, there is no topic, Lola. There's no topic. I'm just checking in with these guys to see what's going on with them. See what's up in the chat. Um, let's see what else we have. Uh, going on here if there's any if there's anyone that you guys um know and and that uh deals with you guys all the times in the chat let me know so i can shout them out let's see uh, who uh go ahead there's uh quite a few people out there that i know that mm -hmm. uh come by the channel quite often mm -hmm. so yeah <laughs> uh bethany delaney says so happy to finally see shooting gallery annie on the podcast one of his biggest accomplishments Man, that's actually that's actually my wife. Yeah, I fig I figured I was about to say because if your biggest accomplishment is getting on here, you need to. <laughs> yeah, I think I climaxed early. Just I'm I'm there now, you know. Yeah, um, I think your I think your image is frozen, but we can hear you though. I, yeah, I don't know why I noticed that. I, I'm not yeah. that technologically savvy, so yeah, that's cool. Uh, something going on with the internet? I don't know. Or yeah, okay, there you go. Boom, you're back. Yeah. Yeah, I fixed it. Yeah, and uh, Rondell Stewart says, Gorillas and Guns, I love bananas. Um, yep, everybody yeah. loves bananas. They yeah. come to my channel. Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe, Joe, Jay Loafers, excuse me, says, Hank needs to juggle his balls. <laughs> no. No. That is too that much. That is across the line, sir. <laughs> you got to put that on a T-shirt. Um, yeah, so... Um, all right, listen, but like I said, if you guys can go to their channels, check them out and support them, that'll be good stuff. So, uh, let's see, like, uh, t tell us, Shooting Gallery, what, what kind of guns are you into? What's your favorite stuff? What's your favorite gun? Well, well, man, anything that pretty much goes bang. Uh, I'm not a big revolver guy. I never was really, I got like a couple revolvers that I, that I have, mm -hmm. but I, anything that's semi-automatic, you know, mm -hmm. I, I I'm in mass, so it's kind of it's difficult to get into like the fun stuff that everyone yeah. likes shooting. What's the rules? Beat, in, yeah. What's the rules in Massachusetts lately, man? It used to be a good gun place back in the days. What's the yeah, uh, What's in, the rules in, out there nowadays? <laughs> well, it, it, it's it's part of part of my French, sir, but it's kind of a shithole to be quite honest. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it, oh boy, you can't. Oh boy. Very uh, draconian style. 
Oh, you're going in oh, and out. I'm not sure in. what's up with that. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Am I coming in good now? Yeah. 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 So it's we're under a tyrannical rule from the Attorney General Moore Healy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the definition of a tyrant. Out of a strike of a pen mm-hmm. in 2016, she enacted an assault weapons ban, which means you couldn't have ARs, AKs, pretty much anything fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're you can't you have we have magazine capacity bans. We have red flag laws. We have. Uh, age limits on firearms. It's pretty much the East Coast side of the East Coast, California. I like to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, yeah, it, it's it's your behind the Berlin Wall over here. But mm-hmm. we find ways find ways to get into guns. You know, bullpups are real big here because for some reason Maury Healy doesn't know what a bullpup is. Uh, so. RDBs, the Tavors, the uh, Tavor 7s are just coming in now. Uh, a lot of bullpups are big. Uh, well, we can get pre-band 94 rifles, so like post-Clinton oh, okay. assault, uh, pre-Clinton assault weapon era rifles. The thing is, they're they're bringing up a premium in price. Yeah, that's so shoot, yeah, that sends up the value. It's capitalism. Like we can't do anything mm-hmm. about it because mm-hmm. it's supply. It's a supply and demand type of thing. But mm-hmm. there are certain dealers like um, JC Arms. I actually just did a full build series. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, a local guy, local manufacturer, and he's making fixed mag AR-15s, uh, the strip lower receivers. He just made the AR uh, AR-10 lower receivers that are fixed mag for ten round capacity. It's pretty much you have your bolt release. And your magazine release, there's a pin that's drilled through the middle of it to hold the mag in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got companies like that, uh, but again, some local FFLs are stepping up and they're, you know, trying to bring in a lot of the pre-band stuff for us to have, whether it be AKs, ARs. I've seen, yeah. I just saw one shop that had like a Sterling AR-180. I was like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's weird. I don't know if you've heard of that, Girls and Guns. Um, I didn't know if you realized that you can actually have bullpups there even though you can't have all these other things so so far as new guns how did how did that how does that happen how does that like i'm glad it got by them i'm just you know wondering how just one of those things yeah it's just one of those things ironically a, a smith and wesson m&p sport mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the twenty two the MP fifteen twenty two that's a that is a full blown functioning AR mm-hmm. I don't care what you say it's just in twenty two mm-hmm. that is mass compliant but a full like a MP fifteen mm-hmm. isn't mass compliant I don't know how that works but mm-hmm. I don't you can't question it okay. I mean we you know the people of mass you know we try and rally together we try and uh, get our voices heard but unfortunately I it's a very left blue state mm. uh there are true patriots here and for it's ironic because this mm. is the place where liberty was uh, started mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the american revolution was started in boston and for a place that has all that lineage of freedom and patriotism it's probably one of the worst states when it comes to actually being able to be free yeah 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 it's just a weird thing go ahead uh did you want to say something gng yeah, I was going to say, I, I lived there. I grew up in Massachusetts, um, and i seen the progression, you know, because I grew up there. I was alive in the 70s and 80s. I mean, I'm showing my age a little bit, but uh, <laughs> I, I definitely seen the progression of the state 
changing um, and not for the better. That's for sure. Uh, the area I lived in was just terrible, riddled with crime. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, what more can you say when you see when you see a place that was mostly peaceful, clean, turn into a, a shithole riddled with crime? I mean, <laughs> yeah. By the way, um, I see Walters out there in the chat. He says, uh, what is this? Walters says, just saw a Bi uh, Joe Biden campaign ad climate change, question mark. Really? That's all he has. Is he staring blankly at the camera? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have, that, you have that look of just like you're waiting for the drool to kind of start dribbling down his cheek. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a, you know that's an interesting thing. I, I need to look in more into that. I'm guessing that in mass there's a there's a ban list or something like that. Is that how they're doing it through a list? There's there's two lists. Mm -hmm. So there's the approved officer rich mm -hmm. list, and then there is the super secret attorney general list that not a lot of people know about. Mm -hmm. So for instance, Glocks, mm -hmm. they're on the approved roster list. Mm -hmm. You can't buy a Gen Five Glock in Massachusetts mm -hmm. uh, unless you're LE, uh, you're an LE or military or something like that. But there's certain ways that you can go around it. Like mm -hmm. certain places are able to sell serialized frames that are like gen threes mm -hmm. and you can build it up from there that's how i was able to build my my 19 or you get a pre-van like i have a my my everyday carry is a gen 2 glock 20 mm -hmm. and um that's a pre-band before the 94 obviously okay so so is it um is it guns and gadgets in mass or no Yes, he is. I actually met him. I actually got a funny story about that. Okay. Um, I recently, I recently just met Jared from Guns and Gadgets mm -hmm. at a rally that a lot of uh, pro two A activists were uh, throwing on. I have a video up on my channel of one part of his speech that he gave at the rally. Um, so I met him and I, I saw him. and I'm like, oh, oh, that's Jared from Guns and Gadgets. I've been watching him for years. Mm -hmm. So I looked like the biggest, like, just. Uh, I fanboyed out so, and I was just like, "Hi, hi, Jared. I'm I'm Joe from so and so," and he's just like, "Hey, man, what's up?" And like, I just paused for a second, and it was the most awkward interaction I could ever experience. Mm -hmm. I I gave him my card like a schmuck, and I'm like, "Oh, let's get up. Let's you want to get you on the podcast?" Definitely. He's like, "Yeah, thanks, man. Cool." Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, we just kind of like parted ways. Did you almost like, faint or something? I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> I just stumbled upon my words because I was like, "Oh, I." You know, I don't know why, but it just was like, oh, oh, I'm just gonna walk away now. That's yeah, really Jared's awkward. cool. He's pretty easy going. Yeah, yeah, but it, it was it was really cool. It was like the mm -hmm. first rally I actually ever went to, mm -hmm. and I met a lot of people there, and um, saw a couple local FFLs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was really cool. Plus, when G Jared gave this wicked awesome speech about kind of like you know, hey, let's get these, uh, let's get Massachusetts great again and guns and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he got. He, he this is right after he made like a autonomous zone whatever they're calling it now chop chaz mm -hmm. whatever the hell they're calling it mm -hmm. so he made a video about that and like he had a couple death threats given to him mm -hmm. so he had two security guards you can see in the video these guys look like they were just off that set from 12 strong like they were like jacked up dudes <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i don't want to get these guys in the camera they might kill me like they just looked like they mm -hmm. would just f you up <laughs> yeah clover tax says joe told me that he threw his underwear at jared that's how excited no, he was. <laughs> so, okay, so that's he's... The, you know, okay, so let me just say this. That's one of the bad... I don't know if it's good or bad or whatever, but the one thing about this, there's no fangirls. It's all fanboys. 
You know what yeah. I'm saying? Or very few, very few. I don't ever run into anyone, you know, any of the ladies out there like, oh my God, Hank Strange is so awesome. It's all dudes. And it's all yeah. big, gorilla, hairy looking like. <laughs> yeah. I, it's I, all I dudes. Got the beard, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was another key point of not working at the dealership. <laughs> I can actually have my beard up, my beard back. I was all baby face, clean shaven for months, and I had to wear like beards and yeah. dress clothes and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah. This isn't me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, David B. Kill says he got to meet Mac and did the same thing. Laugh out loud. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. it's such a weird thing, right? It's a. I don't know. I I think about that from time to time. I'm like, you know, this is this is. It's awesome that people recognize me. They look at my stuff when they see me out there. Like, oh, Hank Strange. That's great, right? But you know, I'm waiting for the hot chicks to come along and be crazy. No, it's never gonna happen. Never. Lola, she's like, yeah, you're, that's never going to happen. Good luck with that. You know, it's all dudes. <laughs> just enjoy yeah, it. Just enjoy it. <laughs> so, if, uh, I'm throwing my, if I'm throwing my underwear, man, that's going to be like a flag. I took like a 4X, yeah. man. I'm a Please, dude, dude, don't throw your – yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, let's see. I, mean, these, I, don't, I don't wear any underwear. So you don't I'm wear – <laughs> Okay, now we're there. <laughs> okay, it's getting bad. It's getting bad. Uh, DC2 Megaboo says the problem with mass is that Boston politics controls all of the towns. Uh, my town is very pro gun. So, yep, that's 100% correct. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm on the South Shore, kind of near Plymouth where the Pilgrims landed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, if you're in a very like almost metropolitan area, it's very left leaning, mm-hmm. and pretty much all the politics come out of Boston. So, we had a guy that's running for senate now his name is jay mcmahon he is a rock star i i, I actually met him at that mm-hmm. rally he was like a genuine dude mm-hmm. and he's running against uh, it not to mention we not just have maura healy as attorney general we have uh i think it's ed markey and elizabeth warren mm-hmm. as our senators so that's also another they're very anti-gun mm-hmm. they're you know deep state so we have jay mcmahon who he was running against maura healy uh, in 2018, I think the mid, whatever the mid, whenever the midterms were, he had all the outside state, all the outside areas covered. But the thing is, Maura Healy, what she did, is she went to the inner cities, Boston, New Bedford, all these like kind of left-leaning cities, mm-hmm. and was buying the votes essentially. So he didn't have a snowball stance in hell. Mm-hmm. So now he's going against Elizabeth Warren, which I think he has a little bit much more of a chance because ironically, Elizabeth Warren, who was a Senator in Massachusetts, uh, she didn't even win the democratic primary for president in the, the state that she allegedly runs. Yeah. for. I think, and, and feel free to jump in here. Silverback. I think that, look, you know, I, I think that Democrats just run a better organization and Republicans are just way behind the curve on everything and are not aggressive enough. They don't reach out enough on social media. You know, they don't stand up enough. They're trying to be like a, some kind of, I don't know, better version than Democrats or something. You know, the, the, it's just they bend too much to Democrats. And I think that there's the, the people out there um, know better than this, but they're just not reaching out to them in the right ways. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, the Democrats, they come organized. When they set their sights on something, they focus in and they attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Republicans, and I've been saying it right along, they have been sitting back 
far too quiet for far too long, mm-hmm. especially now that all this stuff is going on right here. I haven't really heard any Republicans standing up and saying much. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the last time I heard something was out of uh, Nick Faridis, um, and that was the speech he gave at, I think it was um, a Senate meeting or something mm-hmm. uh, quite a few years back. And yeah. You know, that was really the last thing I heard from any Republican. I think they're scared. I think they're scared and they're intimidated and they think whatever they say is going to be taken and twisted. I mean, if you just look at the lashes that uh, Trump, for example, gets from the media, I think a lot of those guys are just like, oh, we can't stand up and say anything. And you have to get over that and you have to stand up and and, and speak. I mean, you know, and, and. and push back against a lot of this stuff that's going on and stop worrying about that because either you're, you you can't just sit there and wait for people to come to you and vote for you and take those votes for granted, you know, while you're getting your ass kicked by Democrats, you know, that's one of the problems that we have out there. So, um, yeah, I kind of think that they're sitting back and waiting because they're thinking, okay, well, finally the Democrats might expose themselves and everybody will just come running to us. That's you know? laziness. That's laziness. That is 100% yeah. laziness. Yeah. If if they're saying, like, oh, we're just sitting back and waiting for them to realize, like, I'll admit the left has definitely shown their true colors on a, many, a wide variety, not just firearms. They've, you know, gun rights, they've been flat out on it open. That oh we're we're trying to take yeah. your guns red flag laws all that stuff but you know I I don't even recognize myself as a Democrat Republican mm-hmm. Libertarian I'm more of a constitutionalist where you know the Constitution is the law of the land and it, it, there's no discrepancy there there's nothing to interpret yeah what's the name of your governor again uh, Charlie Baker who Charlie is Baker. allegedly allegedly he's a Republican yeah, so- only in, in so he's on the he's on the Republican thing. What has he done for the Second Amendment in Massachusetts? He's done absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. He had every opportunity to tell Moore Healy to uh, cut this out. It was complete elite. It's 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 illegal mm-hmm. what she did. Mm-hmm. You know, by a stroke of a pen, she says overnight all these all these FFLs are no longer to sell any current production. AR-15 or any or black rifle, pretty much, and he had every opportunity to say, "Nope, you didn't do it the right way. You didn't do it through the uh, courts and stuff like that." And he's flat out supported it. He is also the main reason why red flag laws are a thing in Massachusetts, along with um, here's another thing that everyone's kind of like mad at him for: uh, vaping. He Massachusetts now has a vaping ban. It, I'll admit, I used to vape. I, mm-hmm. I smoked for years, and I used uh, the vape thing mm-hmm. to quit smoking. And um, they originally did a three-month ban where you could not get any vapor products, which that's mm-hmm. false because I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of people I know that were ha- ran vape shops. And, you know, hey, Whatever you, you, we're all adults. We can we ha- we have the right to put stuff in our bodies, mm-hmm. but at the same time, when we're of age and we're adults enough to make that choice, don't just. It's the same thing with gun bans. Like it, it, it's a. It takes the human element to use that. So, three month closure of all vapor vapor product stores. Then now they have a flavor ban where now you can't get menthol cigarettes, nothing flavored, because they're saying the vaping community is reaching out to children, which mm-hmm. no, it's not. Mm-hmm. So he was a staunch supporter of that. So 
to be quite honest, I don't know. I think he's going to, we'll hopefully be able to vote him out. You know, it's just getting people to the polls, which always has been our problem, whether it be getting people to the polls for, you know, shooting down gun bans and red flag laws and whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's just getting them out there and getting them educated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you want to say something here, G&G? Yeah, I mean, last time I was up in Massachusetts, um, I think that's when they started that whole vaping thing. Um, I mean, uh, even my wife's doctor, she vapes. He he told her that was way better for her than smoking cigarettes. Um, So I I don't understand where the logic comes from. But um, really, when it all boils down to it, when they ban something, it's not about whether they care about your rights or not. They just want to know they have you under control. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me get this in. Daniel, God is my judge, says uh, Silverback is my hero. We were speaking about, you know, uh, he says he was. I saw him in the chat waiting for you, man. I think you, you got in here. He wanted to chat with you before we got in here. Do you know Daniel? I know Daniel very well. He's um, he's my tan man right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's got this thing going on with uh, another uh, YouTuber that we all know, uh, mm-hmm. the Battle Bean, Mario Mosin. And, mm-hmm. uh, he, you know, Mario, he's obviously Battle Bean. He's Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, and him and or, well, Daniel said he could get darker than him within a couple weeks time. So this Sunday oh. coming up, when we get back on the Crazy Scotsman's podcast, we're going to see we're going to have a, a tan off and see who wins. Oh. <laughs> you know, Mario, he's been sitting in the shade, not doing anything. But Daniel, he's been out gardening and oh. mowing the lawn and okay. playing with his potatoes. So uh, he, he's getting there. Playing with his potatoes. Is that code for something? <laughs> no, literally, it's potatoes. Oh, OK. All right. <laughs> I, can see, I can see that you guys are bored, obviously. <laughs> There's obviously a level of boredom here when those kind of games start getting uh, pulled out. Uh, let me get this in from uh, Appalachian Gunrunner. He says, I like what Rand Paul said. He's both a constitutional conservative and a libertarian conservative. I combine them for a constitutionalist libertarian. So there you go. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough deal, man. That's just going around the country. Uh, we had stuff like that going on here in Florida. Uh, with uh, Republicans here, you know, governor all the way down, um, giving up uh, 2A rights here in Florida. And then he got rewarded. He got sent off to the Senate, and people rewarded him for that, you know. Um, it's Nothing's going to change if we don't, if these guys don't lose, if they don't get held accountable for what they do, you know. And people don't really fight back um, unless they feel that there's someone up there. It's like, that, you know, you, there, there has to be someone they see I think is an enemy. We see that a lot now with uh, what's going on with Trump being in office. A lot of people are just taking it easy because they're like, oh, Trump's there. Everything's going to be fine. They're not going to take away any gun rights from anyone. So, you know, and meanwhile, that's happening. Look at the bump stock ban. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. in Massachusetts, it's actually a, considered a life sentence if you get caught with a bump stock. When it was a statewide, you have to turn them in or destroy them. Only like one was turned in maybe two and i i know personally i know a few people that have them and it's like how could you give a life sentence for a piece of plastic yeah so they gave a life sentence for that i i'm pretty sure it's it's at least 25 years in prison Mm -hmm. if you get caught with a bump stock Mm -hmm. like almost life Mm -hmm. sentence okay uh yeah but i think 25 years is considered a life sentence isn't it 
Um, I'm not sure what, where uh, life starts. Someone will have to let us know out there. You know, mm. um, I've heard stuff to life, like 20 to life, 30 to life, 50 to life. <laughs> um, I thought um, it was 18 in life. Yeah. Like, that was Skid Row. Oh, such a good song. I was That came on the gym today. And I was like, I, I, I don't know if you guys are like into like, you know, treadmill stuff. But uh, I was on the treadmill today and that song came on. And I have to stop myself because I want to just belt out that song whenever it comes That's on. That's an old 80s song, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's good, yep. bro. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Razor JB says, Daniel's already darker than Mario. We're not even midweek. There you go. And Daniel says, once Mario loses, huh? Hank, you're next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not necessarily in that, but okay. Um, and Alabaster Figueroa says, I don't like playing with my potatoes all by my lonesome, but someone has to do it. So there you go. There you go. Um, listen, let's go to a couple of news things going on here. Let's do that. Um, I shared this one with both of you guys. Let me see if I can pull it up here real quick. Um, so you guys know about the McCluskeys oh, yep. uh, over in yep. St. Louis. And I was looking at Johnny B. I was look, checking out his channel earlier, and I saw this. Um so uh, former McCluskey attorney hands over gun uh, search during search warrant, okay? So obviously they went there, they seized these guys' rifles, but they were looking for this pistol that the uh, wife was holding during this whole thing that went down. The interesting part of this is that this, this uh, pistol is not actually working. So let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try to find where it says... Uh, See, the attorney says he had been given possession of the couple's handgun. It was used as an exhibit in court following the incident and that it was non it was not dischargeable. Uh, it says Watkins and Patricia McCloskey knew uh, or Watkins said that Patricia McCloskey knew the gun was not operable when she pointed it with her finger on the trigger at protesters. Uh, this is a quote. It's the intimidation factor that she could use in the act of self-defense, Watkins says. Um, the day after the search warrant was executed, Watkins says he gave the gun to authorities after collaborating uh, with the couple and their defense counsel. Okay, I do not know that steps were taken to render it safe and acceptable to use an exhibit in the state and federal court. Uh, I, I, he says, I do know that steps were taken to render it render it safe and acceptable to use in a, as an exhibit in state and federal court. Um, I believe that there's some kind of, uh, that's what Johnny was saying, that there's a, a lawsuit. So these guys are lawyers, right? So, um, and they sue people, as is about to happen to them. <laughs> you know, uh, they sue people, so they're obviously involved in some kind of firearms case. Maybe they're suing... Uh, a firearms manufacturer. I think that's what he was saying. Johnny contends that that's a Jimenez. I don't know. It looks kind of like a Walther to me. I don't know. Right? It could be a Jimenez. I've never seen a stainless steel Jimenez, but what do I know? They're 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 out there. It it it. I know from what I my research because I'm actually like really into that type of those type mm -hmm. of guns. Johnny actually calls me. It gives me a little bit of crap for that because I, I like the. I, you know that's the beauty of being in you know being into guns and stuff like that. You get to have passions for different types of uh, 
platforms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those like Ring of Fire guns and Saturday Night Specials, they're just interesting to me, mm-hmm. you know. And um, what I'd like to know is what, why do why I'd like to know first off the uh, uh, like PSA's <laughs> upstate and ta- uh, sales because everyone's gonna want a twenty inch AR platform now because of that. Mm-hmm. Also. Why do they feel that they need to confiscate that? Um, I, I think I think um, them bringing charges against these guys is mostly political. I think at this point that no one got hurt. You know, the protesters went around about their business. They no no one on that side or on their side got hurt. So I think they should just let go of it. It's obviously a political thing. Um, you know, the inter- so the interesting thing is in in this is that they that um, she went out there with a gun that she knew was inoperable and she was trying to intimidate these guys, that's weird, you know? So, I mean, I've already said what I had to say on this thing, got into a whole big kerfuffle with Walter over it that you guys could see out there. Uh, DC2Megaboo says this, geez, that's dangerous um, uh, shit out of luck if someone in the protest uh, brought out a real one. I mean, once again, like I said, she's moving away from now. Her husband's gun was real, right? She's mo- she moved away from her husband who had the real gun, which they're supposed to know that, and she's going towards those people. So, yes, yeah, someone out there could have had a real gun. Someone out there could have gone for her gun. She wouldn't have been able to do anything because she didn't have a real gun, apparently. And now she would have been in those people's uh, clutches while he's over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what would he do if she's over there, like, struggling with someone and, and she went all the way over there acting like a badass? She didn't even have a real gun. Right. And he didn't even look like he had any training himself. So, <laughs> you know, who knows what could have. Uh, don't mention, don't mention the T word. Don't mention the T word. Walter could still I, be out there and throw a fit right now. You know, because we're talking about the T word. I'm pretty sure somewhere in the training stuff they talk about not like don't bring an inoperable gun to a gunfight. There's probably something about that, but mm. or not flagging everybody. You know, the yeah. amount of flagging. Uh, I, I forget her name. I just call her Karen. Uh, the amount of Car- uh, flagging that Karen was posting around was more than a FIFA World Cup match, man. It's yeah. you know. But what not? What I think everyone's forgetting to realize is that these protesters broke down the gates of a private community. So they technically, it's not that like they have to wait, you know, be ten feet off the property. They own that whole road. It's a gated community, private community. So technically, they're within their right. That's exactly what the Second Amendment is for: is protecting. You know, they do have a castle doctrine, right? But. Without a doubt, I think those people are within their rights, right? Uh, without a doubt, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's it's a bad thing here that they're, you know, that this all is going to happen. There's so many we- there's so many weird things as the story unfolds. So, for example, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, manufacturers out there offering to give them guns to replace their guns, right? This always happens. This always happens. Um, I wonder how those manufacturers feel that these people are lawyers who are suing other manufacturers. I wonder if they feel any differently about that, right? You know, maybe not. Maybe they don't care that some other manufacturer is getting sued by these people. Maybe there's some kind of irony in this whole thing because that's the thing about this gun that was inoperable. They were using this as evidence 
in a case where they're suing a firearms manufacturer. Right? So, so I wonder if they... people are really putting all of that together and thinking about this, like, you know... In the fact is it, is that, it me? Am I crazy? Uh, no, you're not crazy, Hank. That makes a lot of sense. But also mm-hmm. is that what was the guy carrying an AR-15 yeah. with a 30-round magazine? Mm-hmm. If that guy walked out there with an M1 Garand, the media would be singing a completely different tune. But also, really, that's the biggest proponent of, mm-hmm. hey, that's why you need a 30-round magazine. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know if the I don't know if the media. Do you guys, do you really think they would have? Uh, what do you think about that, G and G? You think they would have? It would have been a different story if he was went out there with a Garand instead, or was Probably it the big what? was it the big bad black rifle <laughs> that made this <laughs> yeah, so juicy? At this point, especially being that um, they were rich people. <laughs> oh, I that's such that a crime! Yeah. The most <laughs> <laughs> to the media, to the media, that is a crime. Rich white people, right? Yeah, right. And I think I think that's what has most to do with it at this point, is because they were rich people, you know, yeah. standing up for themselves against the protesters, you know, mm-hmm. uh, against the people who are the poorer ones, the ones that are supposed to be outspoken right mm-hmm. now, you know, because everybody in the media and on the Democrat side is so far behind these protesters right now Mm -hmm. that it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, all the protesters have wedgies because they're shoved so far up their butts. But, uh, now if, if, if it was just a normal neighborhood, like, I mean, you've seen these videos where the guy came driving through a crowd of protesters, they started attacking his car. One of them tried to reach in and he shot the protester. That guy's not getting charged with anything. Mm -hmm. He actually shot somebody. In the protest, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. but he's not a, a rich white person who's was at a mansion I, I know, think, trying to stop yeah, protesters yeah, from I, being on a property. Right. I'm not sure exactly where that happened and what all the things are. Um, and if and if he's driving peacefully through there and, and people attack him, he's well within his rights, regardless of where 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 it is to defend himself. And I think these guys were within their rights to defend themselves it's just as as the look we're going to have fun with this story no matter what right as the story unfolds i think it became a big thing is because he was out there and it, like the way he was dressed the way she was dressed that he's standing out there with a gun like you know he's tony montana you know from the country club or something like that and you know and sh- and and part of this whole thing is her being all badass out there with the crowd you know but she was just totally fretting right <laughs> I mean, she. it was not real. Like, if someone would have taken that seriously and gone after her, she would have been in big trouble, so it wasn't all real. I don't know if that's going to have any difference in these people who want to uh, persecute them. I don't know if they're going to go, oh, the gun wasn't real, we'll just drop it, you know, or we'll reduce the charges. I think it's all silly. I don't think there should be any charges against them. I just think it's, it's, there's, some, there's some heavy irony Right. Or something that we should at least stop and think about in the fact that her gun was not real and that these people were out there suing, you know, what they did for a living was suing firearms manufacturers. I saw someone say it here for for them personally. I think they're Democrats, all that kind of stuff. Right. So they don't even consider themselves 
gun people. And let's let's say let's take that and just go a little further with that. Let's say I don't know what they were doing with the AR if they're not gun people, but there's lots of people out there who are anti-gun that have guns, right? Um, so here's these people making money, suing firearms manufacturers. Something happens, they get scared. They're like, oh, let's grab the fake gun. <laughs> There's just a there's just a lot in there, man. There's a lot in there that makes that uh, really, really funny to me. So, oh yeah, it's very funny. I mean, they're probably the kind of people that are afraid of guns, but mm -hmm. they have some guns because they know what's going on in the world. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, she's probably super afraid of guns, which is why she grabbed the, the fake inoperable one. <laughs> one, right? So she could stand there and be like, eh, like yeah. how she was doing it, you yeah. know? You could tell it wasn't really, in her mind, a complete serious situation, the way mm -hmm. she's walking around and holding herself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then uh, we're all holding up, them up as heroes as well. And and then and people in the firearms industry are all like they've they got offers for fifty for fifty five zero rifles to replace that one. It's it's it that's that's the part where I have a hard time when it's call it, calling these this couple heroes. Um, I I I I, remember, I I agree with you, Hank. Where like you know, hey. They were in their right to do it. It was that's what the Second Amendment was for. But at the same time, it's it's provoking. You don't want to. You rather not provoke, because again, if this Jimenez, Walter, whatever it is, handgun that that she was sporting around, mm -hmm. what if someone actually was like, oh yeah, really? And then they whipped out a nine millimeter and like that was a real gun. First of all, that's rule number one: have a have a real gun. Mm -hmm. And then also, they. Like you, to your point, they are lawyers that are suing gun manufacturers. Mm -hmm. They are allegedly they are Democrats, but at the same mm -hmm. time they're all these things. But the husband walks out with an AR-15 and a 30-round mag. Mm -hmm. So it, it's kind of like it's. I think it's. Call me, call me. Say this is wrong, but it's almost slapping the gun community in the face, being there. All these things that kind of is on the negative end of what a lot mm -hmm. of people are trying to push on the gun community. But at the same time, he's sporting an AR-15. He's a Democrat that is suing gun manufacturers. Mm -hmm. So he's clearly probably anti-gun. But it's almost like, what is it? Because you live in a gated community, you think you can get away with holding a, a, a Colt? AR-15, no. and I, someone like me, I can't. I, that's what I have trouble calling them heroes. I wouldn't say they're heroes. It, it's, it, it's all. It's a whole messy situation. Like again, they have their right to do what they did, but it don't. Yeah. I wouldn't call them heroes. There's lots of worlds colliding here, right? There's lots of worlds colliding. I think um, in our world, and then to some of us, we're kind of like hungry for heroes right now. You know what I mean? We're we're looking for for a win, right? Now in their world, regardless of who they were, you know, like we said, they're in the right, and in their world they were scared. And when they were scared, what did they turn to? <laughs> you know, they didn't wait for the police to come. They turned to, oh, we've got to defend ourselves, right? Uh, Atomic Bull, uh, Atomic Bull says this: Their house wasn't burned down or vandalized, and they weren't beaten or killed like others were. Defending their home armed was a great idea. Okay, I that's I could take that. You know, the thing is, is that uh, 
things could change and to, you want to be really ready. You want to be really ready. If they're fortunate that, that no one in that, those people in that crowd were really not there for them, you know, and that things didn't go bad. And especially in a situation where if, if the husband is the one that had the real gun and she had the fake gun and then she separated and went out there and intimidated people, if someone would have grabbed that from her or whatever and they all, they all piled on top of her and that got into a situation, what's the husband going to do? Start shooting at it towards his wife? Because these guys are, you know, doing that kind of a thing. So lots of bad things here are, are happening. And I think at the end of the day, they should, like, the, the uh, crowd did what they had to do. You know, these guys did what they had to do. It should just be all, you know, everyone's even and everyone walk away from it. But uh, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen here because of politics. And I think we need to just, like, take a look at what's happening and, and see that there's some weird things happening here. Like this gun being fake, why was it fake? It was fake because they used it in court cases. What kind of court cases did they use it in? They use it in court cases against the firearms industry. You know, so just want to think about that. That might be something, you know. Well, um, can anybody confirm whether his gun was not inoperable or even loaded for that fact of the matter during that whole incident? Well, I don't know about that. I'm going to assume it's real because they came and took the rifle from him. Um, right. Was it loaded or not? I don't know. You know, um, people aren't right. Re- Look, remember, do you remember the incident that happened in Texas? I think it was a church shooting. And the guy who responded to that and stopped the bad guy didn't actually have any rounds in his magazine. I think he, what did he do? He popped in a couple or something like that? You know, yeah, he popped in. Yeah, yeah, he he ran out just loaded magazines, and he actually had training. Technically, mm-hmm. Stephen Williford, he, you know, that would be a better example of an armed citizen who wasn't there but decided, you know, doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Knowing what the McCloskeys did was right is debatable. Um, it, it's kind of a, a double-edged sword mm-hmm. where I think they're in the right for what they did. Then when you really start digging into it, okay, a fake gun, I wouldn't really, I don't really agree with that. If you're going to point a gun at someone, make sure it's a real gun because, again, you want to. You're going to get in the same trouble if you you get into trouble. And if that person comes after you, you got nothing except maybe you could throw it at them, I guess. Exactly. My whole thing is what they did was escalate the situation. And the worst, the best thing they should have done is just de-escalate. De-escalating is better. Um, I usually deal with this for, I was a bouncer for for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. And when it's coming to getting someone out of the bar that is a little bit, uh, you know, clearly has been drinking a lot. They're starting mm-hmm. to become uh, argumentative and all that stuff. You don't want to go in there acting like, you know, you're go- climbing through the roofs going through WrestleMania. This is you want to just de-escalate the person and just calmly say, listen, you need to leave. Mm-hmm. And you have them match your tone. Mm-hmm. What they're doing is escalating mm-hmm. and they want to de-escalate. <laughs> yeah. Or or. You know, make sure the make sure your stuff is all loaded and ready while you're exactly. safely in your home and you're looking like, okay, are these people coming towards the house? Are they coming you know, are they come in over here or do I have some time to load up my magazines and instead of grabbing the fake gun, hey, you know, let's get the let's get some real guns over but you know, whatever. Exactly. Uh, uh, Daniel God is my judge says it all depends on how much life insurance the husband has on her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely think they probably um, prematurely busted out the guns and came out of the house and started, mm-hmm. yeah, 
yeah. trying to ward <laughs> off the protesters. Yeah. You know, because protesters, weren't they trying to go to, like, the mayor's house or something like that that lives in that community? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they probably would have just passed right by these people's house if they hadn't to come out there and did what they did. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, he should have had a bullpup. Um, well, yeah, especially, well, this is not Massachusetts. Listen, you know what? I mean, if I was like firearms manufacturers out there, man, I'd be making Massachusetts only bullpups, by the way. Come on. That's that's why IWI <laughs> is like the leader right now. Everyone buys Tavors. I, I want a Tavor so bad. Like I've, I've shot a Tavor They're before. They're good guns. They're good guns, man. Uh, I, I want an X. I actually want the SR twenty, the SR twenty five, the like original Tavor. Okay. The X ninety five is cool, mm-hmm. but I just I like the aesthetically look of the uh, original Tavor. Mm-hmm. So I, I want one so bad. It's just eating that like eighteen hundred dollar price point. It's yeah. It's and then problem. nowadays, you know, uh, everything's everything's coming in at exactly what the price is these days. So yep. Uh, yep. Jason St Pierre says, "Bullpup drink." <laughs> And he's gonna you're gonna have to take a lot of drinks now. <laughs> I I like bullpups. I'm a huge fan of them. I'll, I'll admit yeah. the only one I'm not a fan of is the Styrohawk. I think it's stupid. Yeah. I didn't know bullpups were such a big thing in mass, man. I'm still my mind is still tripping on that. You know? And when I say bullpups are a big thing, it's mm-hmm. the the big three: the Tavors, the Keltex, and um, well, pretty much the Keltec RDB and RFB, the X95, mm-hmm. and. Uh, then from there, I know the Tavor Seven just came on the market. Yeah. One of the local pops, um, which I, I don't know how I don't know how I feel about three hundred eight bullpups. Uh, Styrogs are pretty good if you can I, get them. I have a three hundred eight bullpup from K and M Arms. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing, actually. Now, it's is the recoil good. is a little bit heavier because it's that compact uh, nature? Or no, or it just hit uh, all the. It's got a little bit of a little bit more recoil, obviously, than two two three. But I mean, we're big dudes, man. You know, yeah. that's for the little skinny babies that wear little extra small shirts. That's not for us big dudes. Don't need to worry about that. <laughs> I was I was talking with uh, I think it was I think it was Richard Hughes, uh-huh. or it, it might have been um, someone else, someone else. Speaking someone of little YouTube. skinny babies, yeah, uh-huh. right, uh-huh. <laughs> flip flop wearing dudes. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I've been going through this big debate of, should I carry the 19 or the 20? The 20 is like my, is my mainstay. I can conceal a 20. Like I'm a big dude. I got a little bit of, of a muffin top going on. I can hide bigger guns, appendix, but the Glock mm-hmm. 19, everyone carries nine millimeter. It's easier to find ammo than 10 mil. Right. But at the same time, it is so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable to carry, not the holster. It's the square nature. And plus it's a weight distribution thing too. So mm-hmm. the, t- the 10 mil, it's a full size gun. It's a better weight distribution in the front of my pants. I, I, I just, I, it's I'm tough... not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> yeah, I know you could. Yeah. That sounds so bad, but no, the it's weight, baby. It's the weight distribution. In front of my pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, listen, man, whatever works for you, you know, ultimately, like, it's right, Changi, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's got to be comfortable. It's got to fit like a good shoe, man. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Yeah, it's for you. Everyone's not going to do the same thing. So, and then when you ask Richard Hughes for advice, just bear in mind, he wears flip-flops to the range. So, <laughs> you want to take advice from him? Uh <laughs> Well, well, Hank, is it flip flops or is it like socks and mandals? Like no, the, the Adidas. Flops. Okay, flip with the flops. like the thing through the front and the big and second toe, like that type yes. of flip flop. Are we talking like Adidas sandals? No, 
flip-flops okay. by the traditional sense of the word flip-flops. Uh, Christian Gress gave us uh, five bucks here. He says, um, I think uh, that couple did what they thought they needed to do with the little time they had. Right, wrong, obviously not trained, glad it ended, peaceful. Yeah, I mean, for me, this whole thing, I'm, I'm glad that all, like, they're okay. You know, nothing really uh, terrible happened here. Of course, now, you know, they got it. They, they became a media sensation. They became memes. And uh, the folks on the left there that have the political power are going to go after them, you know. So I guess, you know, this is how it goes. This is how it goes. And, yeah. and, and those, ironically to them, I think the biggest thing that's hurting them when I read articles is they feel like they were on the side of those people. They feel like it's the, their own people going after them and sacrificing them to make a point. I don't know. I don't know if I, yeah, I, don't know if I feel terrible about that, but, uh, you know, um, so... Uh, so let's see. Shooting. Did you want to say something, G and G? I didn't want to cut you off there. Yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, mm -hmm. I think definitely in this case, there's a lot of virtual virtue signaling going on towards mm -hmm. those people too, on that side of things. Because mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, they have to have a bad guy, and they need to punish somebody. So why not punish the somebody that was exercising their Second Amendment mm -hmm. rights? So that's that's yeah. the way I see it. You know, it, it's it's a point they're trying to drive home. Really, they don't care who it was, mm -hmm. but it's just a point they're trying to drive home to everybody. You yeah, know, we're taking that away from you. So that's that's it. Yeah, I wish the industry would also like slow down and take some time before they jump in there and start offering people guns and that. That goes bad sometimes, man. I mean, I remember when Keltec um, gave um, what's his name? They replaced his. Uh, what was that? His PF9 or something like that? The, um, the, the incident that happened here, uh, Zimmerman, they gave Zimmerman a uh, PF9, they replaced it, right? Because it got seized in that whole thing. To me, that whole thing was a perfect storm. I don't think Zimmerman is a hero. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that the kid was some poor little kid and all that kind of stuff. I'm in the middle of that, right? And, you know, if, if Keltec was going to give him a PF9, just do it quietly. Just go, hey, we're going to mail you a PF9. Here you go. Good luck to you. Hope everything works out. But what they did was they wanted to make a thing about it, at least internally. They invited him down there to get it. They took pictures, which they didn't want any of their people to put out. Guess what happened? It, it went on the gram. It leaked out there. You know what I'm saying? Then that, Then the poor kid who sent it to his friend, like, why did you let people take pictures? Then this kid sends it to his friend. His friend leaks it. Now that kid lost his job there. Like, why? Why Was all of that even really necessary? Even if you wanted to, to replace his gun, why did you have to, like, create uh, heroes when, when there really wasn't one there? You know, and I think that that's just a situation that happens too often because we're just looking for the viral and everything. So, um, eh, just, you know. Just a little something to think about there. One to grow on. You know? Um, Shoot, drive, live says one problem is the message it puts out to the rioters. Next time, do they believe the gun is fake or empty because of this and move in and then someone actually gets shot? Bad optics. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think you better, you better treat every gun like it's real. I'm just going to go with uh, training on that, the bad word. 
Treat every gun that's real. You point a you point a fake gun at a cop, something's gonna happen to you. You know the case of the guy that um, in front of in front of the Wendy's, right, where he fought with these cops, took away their stun gun. To me, when I look at that video, that cop, in, in you know, in the heat of everything going on, this guy's running away from him, turns around, and something pops off. You don't know what that is. You know what I'm saying? I don't really. I, I, that guy, that police officer, is gonna uh, lose his career over that thing. But how is he supposed to know what that is? How is he supposed to know in that moment? Okay, maybe the guy took the stun gun and threw it away. <laughs> you know, all he knows is someone turned around, pointed something at him, and there was a pop that came out of it. You could clearly see it if you're if you're looking at the video. Don't do things like that. If you're running, keep running. <laughs> I'm not advocating him running. I'm just saying, if you if you're running, keep running, right? Yeah, so, he'd been much better off, and he wouldn't have got shot. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think that every people should always ex- assume that that's a real gun, that it's loaded, and just think about that. And you know, and the reality is, if someone has the drop on you and they have a gun pointed at you, what you need to, if you can, you need to back off of that situation. Um, and I think when we look at that video, like everyone's saying here, once they, once the, the, uh, protesters saw that they were just trying to go about their business, you know, um, and, and, and do their thing. So, uh, Brick says original Tavors are getting scarce from my understanding due to X95 and the fact that the IWI is not going to produce it anymore. Um, yeah. What's the cheapest, uh, bullpup, uh, two through three that's out there? I think I think the I think the RDB is the cheapest one. Is the RDB the cheapest one? That's like what's yeah, an RDB like nine hundred or something like that. I think it's I think that it's supposed to be twelve, right? Yeah, I've seen them for like eight fifty at certain yeah. at some shops, yeah. depending on what it is. And I think they have like that like scout version mm-hmm. that's not like the pistol grip mm-hmm. that goes for a little bit cheaper. I think that's the cheapest one though. Okay, and then so folks who are getting those Caltech RDBs out there, they're 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 running good, no issues with that. Well, the big thing is is they can take. I can show a magazine, yeah, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. I should have thought that before I grabbed right. it, but this is a pre this is a pre band thirty round Sandag mag. Yeah, it's detachable. People want detachable mags. Granted, again, these things are like forty bucks a pop on the right. on the market. So, are you saying uh, are you saying that those uh, GI mags are okay in uh, mass? Yeah, uh, yeah, they have to be pre band. I and it, okay. there's like no dates on them. I don't okay. know. It's like this. I explain it like this. Mm-hmm. When it comes to, like, I, when I teach uh, firearm safety classes, uh, I tell people, okay, if you're going to get into guns and, like, okay, this is what you want to do with it, you want to get into high-cap mags, mm-hmm. treat Massachusetts firearms law like you're reading a Harry Potter novel. You're going to go all over. You have to read through every book to get the full story. <laughs> okay. It, it, I never heard of that one. I know, I know, but that's the best explanation I can give. Uh It's you have to read every single book. (laughs) Right. Okay. So, um, so, and then in mass, what's up with suppressors? Uh, Are those legal? Not legal? NFA is almost non-existent. There are, I know a few people that have like SBRs and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but I don't even think sharp barrel shotguns are like allowed. Like you could, you're not really allowed to make them. No suppressors. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, what, think of it this anything fun can't have it <laughs> like me I, I'm like really looking for like a, uh, a P10C 
Uh, I, I'd love to get one. I think it's on the roster. And also, mm. high, high point pistols. You can get the carbines. You can't get the pistols. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did, you wanna, did you want to say something? Ten round mags, right? Say that again. The carbines only come with ten round mags. That's why I think they allow those, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathleen Music Lover says... Is it not unconstitutional for stupid people to own guns? <laughs> Are they the ones that make us look nuts? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, listen, you have the right to be stupid. Hmm. That is definitely, uh, you know, you have the right to be stupid. Now, as if you do stupid things, are stupid things going to happen to you? Win stupid prizes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Vanessa Kitty says, do rioters go to riot training classes? <laughs> Uh, Bloomberg probably has a school for riot training. Probably does. Yeah, good question, though. Good question. Um, yeah. Well, I believe Antifa has classes on that kind of stuff. Yeah. If yep. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I I still think it's funny that it, that they're still a thing. Like I, they're the definition of. Uh, counterinsurgency and mm-hmm. uh, homegrown terrorists, but like it, it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just a joke. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna go to some other stuff just to flip it up here a little bit. Uh, let's see what. So here's a reason article that someone sent me. This is interesting. Uh, museum curator resigns after he's accused of racism for saying he would still collect art from white men. What do you guys, you guys qualify as white dudes, right? I'm the ten, uh, I mean, you could tell me if I'm wrong here. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't want to be judgy, but you feel like I'm reasonably accurate. <laughs> so, did, wait, did he, did he freeze the shooting gallery and he freeze? Uh, uh. No, I didn't freeze. Yeah. I, was, I was reading the chat. Yeah, so it says here, until last week, Gary Garrels was a senior curator of painting and sculpture at a San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Oh, San Francisco. How you know what? That's so weird. Yep, <laughs> that's all you have to say is San Francisco. I would never expect this. He resigned from his position after museum employees circulated a petition that accused him of racism and demanded his, demanded his immediate ouster. Gary's removal from SFMOMA, anyway, is non-negotiable, read the petition. Considering his lengthy tenure at this institution, we ask just how long have his toxic white supremacist beliefs regarding race and equality directed his position curating the content at the museum? Uh, The accusations that Garrel's choices as an art curator are guided by white supremacist beliefs is a very serious one. Unsurprisingly, it does not stand up to even minimal scrutiny. Yeah, if this guy was the director, he's got to be very liberal. If he lives in San Francisco and he's the director of SFMOMA, um, the petitioners cite few examples of anything even approaching bad behavior from Garrel's. Their sole complaint is that he allegedly concluded a presentation on how to diversify the museum's holdings by saying, don't worry, we will definitely still continue to collect white artists. So, I mean, yeah. 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 So you guys, you guys tell me what you think about that. Well, I don't find anything wrong with it. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, especially in this time of everything that's going on with the whole BLM movement, mm-hmm. you know, pushing harder and pushing farther. 
you know, what are we supposed to do? Just make everything about black? I yes. mean, and nothing can so be anything else? So are we supposed else? to burn up all the Van Goghs, the Monets, right. the Picassos? <laughs> like, what happens to that stuff? I mean, that's still right. art. It's still beautiful. People still enjoy it. Like, there's lots of, there's artists, you know, it's very, it's very simple um, entry to being an artist, right? You just have to be alive. You have to consider <laughs> yourself an artist and you have to create art. I'm just telling you something like I got that from a from an actual artist that went to school trained and all this kind of stuff. And he said to be an artist, you just have to consider yourself an artist and make art. And there's lots of people of lots of different from different walks of life, uh, different genders, different uh, racial backgrounds, whatever, that create art. And there's nothing wrong with them. Uh, Let's say that they're like, oh, maybe we want to get some more, you know, some more diverse artists in here. But the idea that you just get rid of any art that was created by a white person is, uh, I don't know, insane. Yeah, it's kind of like you said before with the whole McCluskey thing. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's all politically driven. Mm -hmm. And why Mm -hmm. is it politically driven? Because they want that vote. And that's all there is to it. Uh, I believe it was Candace Owens that said, once they get your vote, they're done with you. Yeah. They don't need you no more. Yeah. And you're going to be back 100%. to where you were before all this happened. So mm-hmm. why you constantly put yourselves through this every time? Mm-hmm. It's it, it's sad. Like it, it's I think it's the politicians and the media itself that are just pushing this this divide. It's a great divide, mm-hmm. you know. Like Maj Maj says it all the time. Most effective devil in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jerry Parker says it's no longer a question of who is racist. It's who isn't racist. Um, but if you if you decide that you can't have any white artists there, then that's in and of itself racist. You know, like what's the definition? Are we just making a race evil and nothing that they do is acceptable? Are we just saying like anything that white people do is not acceptable? White males, females, it's not acceptable we're we're doing that same thing and so what happened like if you actually allow that that could just keep going down and you could just start you know going after other races after that so the whole idea that you know you can't have anything or a white person can't create art or this guy you know he's just saying hey we're gonna diversify the you know the art exhibit here but we're still gonna have art from white people and then they just get all upset and he has to leave so yeah yeah, That's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, uh, DC2 Boo says Candace is right about that. Uh, so there you go. Uh, let me see. I'm going to look through for some other things here. I thought that was interesting. Someone sent that to me. It might be my brother Anonymous that uh, sent that one through. And here's another one. This was on the truth about guns. Uh, Second Amendment Foundation gun control groups taking COVID PPP stimulus money is appalling. What? The Second Amendment Foundation today said the recent revelation that the anti-gun rights Brady Center to prevent gun violence took a federal paycheck protection loan worth up to a million dollars while working to keep gun stores closed is an outrageous exploitation of the COVID-19 pandemic to prevent people from exercising their constitutional rights. The Brady Group reportedly received between 350000 and a $1 million on April 10th, 
Likewise, the Giffords Law Center to Prevent Gun Violence reportedly accepted a loan worth between $150,000 and $350,000 in April to meet payroll for 16 employees. So uh, is anyone surprised that they're using our own money to fight against us while they're shutting everyone down? We had a we had a couple of local FFLs tell the gov they tell the government to uh, you know hit the bricks. They shut they shut uh, gun stores and gun ranges down during the initial spread, mm-hmm. if that's what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certain shops said, "Nope, this is my constitutional right. You don't you don't have the right to tell me I can't open business." So pretty much, Governor Baker deemed uh, gun shops and uh, gun ranges unessential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a lawsuit here to get the uh, gun ranges back open, you mm-hmm. know, and and that that took some time, and uh, it, it slowly rolled out as you know they were trying to go over to phase one of the reopening anyway at that point. So um, I think Northam made it look like, oh yeah, I, I'm just doing this because you know we're trying to reopen Virginia, not because I got my ass to. Yeah, exactly. We we had a lawsuit here, and we won it. We it was a federal lawsuit too. So mm-hmm. like we set precedent, so they can God forbid they can never deem gun shops unessential. Same with gun ranges. Yeah, but this is crazy, man. That these guys were actually getting money. Uh, Jerry Parker says everyone everybody got that money, but the people that needed it, uh, not so much. They didn't get it. So I think that's you know. I still got my money. I didn't even touch it. I was like, nope, I don't trust this. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you got it. You got your Trump money, but you didn't spend it. Oh, trust me. I wanted to. And ironically, when I got the Trump money, one of my local FFLs had uh, uh, an RDB for sale. And I'm like, oh, man. And my darling of a wife was like, you don't know what's going on, please. And thank God I didn't because mm-hmm. right now it's just I'm just kind of living off my savings anyway. So I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Understood. Glad I didn't spend it. Yeah. Understood. You got guns, right? I mean, you know. I don't have enough guns. No, Hank. Never, it's never, never I, have enough. But yeah, it, yeah, there's always the question of, hey, you know, you got you got guns, right? Yeah, I have them. Yeah. I don't have enough. Well, Here's the thing, though. If you are starving, your guns won't feed you unless you're using them to hunt. But if they're just sitting there, they're not going to feed you. If you if you're able to use them to hunt, they could exactly. feed you. But you know, I'm just that's saying. why my so. wife is the bra- that's why that's why the wife is the brains of the relationship. Yeah, um, you know, I think that's uh, a little crazy. But I'm not surprised this kind of stuff is happening. I heard Kanye West got money. All kinds of people got money from out of that thing. So uh, yeah, that's the way it goes. The way it goes. Yeah, early on, I read an article about the whole stimulus thing mm-hmm. and that made over a million dollars a year mm-hmm. got um i think it was like a hundred thousand dollars or something like that mm-hmm. because they needed to keep up with their level of income i mean if you're making a million dollars a year why the hell would you need a handout from the government that's just ridiculous you know exactly i i make barely fifty thousand a year and i didn't even get a check yeah. So, and a lot of small businesses out there that are really suffering because this thing went down, you know, they they didn't get any kind of relief from that. You know, it's almost like the government wants them to go out of business. It's weird. You know, um, exactly. Yeah. Boss Hog says he used his money to pay bills. He's so responsible. <laughs> Shame on you, Boss Hog, for being so responsible. <laughs> but but yeah. let me ask you this. I use I used uh, what came here to pay bills, too. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me ask you this. In, in what time has the government not used our money to fight against us anyway? You know, That's so, I mean, it's just right? a normal situation. Yeah. Look at the NRA. They did, but they were doing it for years. Yeah, I mean, they're using they're using our money when they take the money out of your paycheck. And then they tax you for this, but you know, one they take it out of people who get pay who get paychecks, get it immediately. Then they tax the living crap out of you, and then of course it's used against you every single day, man. The government works against you every single day. Uh, let's see, Jerry Parker says Kanye West, Robert De Niro, Tim McGraw, and the list goes on. Um, uh, there you go. Uh, Lawrence Lerwick says, I use my money to survive. There you go. Nothing wrong with that. Um, no, definitely not. That's what it was designed for, so you could get by and pay the bills while we were waiting to get back to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Appalachian Gunrunner says, I never got a stimulus check, and I made like twenty k a year before I was laid off in February. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, that sucks. Um, well, hey. That kind of goes back to to the whole unemployment thing, too, because they were supposed to start rolling out all this unemployment, and some people got it, and some people didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people really needed that unemployment, but they couldn't get to they couldn't get it because they were last on the list because mm-hmm. their last name or their first name or their social security, however it falls, mm-hmm. uh, put them on that list. And because they were so overwhelmed with the amount of people that were out of work, they couldn't keep up with it. I mean, just like here in Virginia, I mean, they said they reported that there was over 12,000 people who are refusing to go back to work because they still believe that this virus is so deadly and that if they go back to work, they're going to get it. And they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, because they're getting probably seven, eight hundred dollars a month uh, a week. Like, I, I'll admit, I got on. I was on unemployment before I decided not to go back to the dealership. Mm-hmm. I was, you make good, you were making good money if, as long as everything kicked in mm-hmm. and like a lot of people are acting like that. You, you're going to tell me right now that whether whoever you are, if someone is paying you 800, some, upwards of $800, if you're smart enough to get the taxes taken out, um, if someone's paying you $800 a week, not to go to work, how, how, that's like a no-brainer, especially in today's society where everyone thinks they should just do it, mm-hmm. just have it done for them. Like the, a lot of people are saying, "Oh yeah, they're afraid to go back to work." No, it's because you're getting eight hundred dollars a week yeah. for not doing anything, playing Xbox. I think there's a lot of stuff going on with that, right? I think there's people mm-hmm. just uh, straight up not going back to work. There's some people not going back to work on the books. <laughs> you know, um, there's lots of different things going on, but it's it's unfortunate. Like that's not. We cannot uh, sustain that. You know, yep. we're just printing exactly. money to do that, so we can't sustain it. The fact that we're printing the money that means that it doesn't mean anything. You know, we're we're devaluing the money. So, um, you know, uh, Brick says uh, that's about to get cut off. If you don't go back to work, you're about to lose your job. You're about to lose your job. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah. And and look at the waitresses and people that work in the bar industry. Like, you know, I I get I, I, I know in downtown Plymouth is a huge bar scene. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds of people, and some maybe even thousands, of waitresses, bartenders, servers, mm-hmm. kitchen staff, 
they're out of work. Mm-hmm. We're, they're in final phase. They're still not even opening the bars mm-hmm. until they have a vaccine, which, uh, first of all, I'm not touching that vaccine with a 10-foot pole. Um, but, you know. Uh, we could go a long people, time before there is even such a thing exactly. as, as them pretending so, there's a vaccine. So you got people that have mortgages on their house built in through their business to a bar or a restaurant or something like that. You got people who survive on tips or whatever it is in that type of industry that are trying to make a living and trying to survive. And now a government is telling them, no, they can't do that. That's so bass backwards that the government thinks they could tell us, you know, listen, we elect these officials. Okay. It's, it, it's not the other way around. We are the reason they're in office. They're we're not. They're not the reason we're here on this earth. Mm-hmm. So, we're, I, I have a huge issue with them saying, "Okay, you can't open in this because of social distance or whatever the thing they want to say." You know, take into consideration that there are people out there that depend on going to work, whether it be in the bar scene or not, and saying this phase openings. No, don't. You can't mess with people's livelihoods, and it's 100% wrong. Yeah. Uh, at some point here, we're going to have to just take the risk. Um, if you're out there right now, smash those thumbs-ups, okay? I'd like to see those uh, thumbs-ups getting smashed out there. We appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Kathleen Music Lover says, I got a stimulus refrigerator. Congratulations <laughs> to you. That's always a good, good uh Good purchase. Uh, Florida Gun says, I bought an uh, Arisaka and an Enfield with my stimulus check, plus ammo for them. Nice. Does that Arisaka have the mum on it? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, it, is, it, is the mum boogered up, or is it actually nice? Yeah, there you go. The question, surplus questions. Surplus questions. Um, I, huh? Yeah, I, anything that goes bang, I'm into, except revolvers and oh. muzzle loaders. Yeah. What are you? What are you into, G and G? Yeah, because I know you're a revolver guy, right? <laughs> yeah, I got a few revolvers. I, I yeah. definitely like to have a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, more. that's sacrilege. What he's saying, right? Yeah. He's like, How I dare so. you put me on this show with this non-revolver <laughs> Otis? He's a heathen. Sob. Man. No, I got I got two. I got a Heritage Rough Rider and I got a Smith and Wesson. Don't try to uh, backpedal right now. I'm just back better than you. Go check my IG. You got all the revolver. That's that's in Massachusetts, people for you. They backpedal a lot. <laughs> okay, eight one seven LDS says. Okay, let me ask all of you your thoughts on the push for legalization of marijuana. Inspire some to get into firearms. I don't know how that happens. Is there potential for new safety applied knowledge? Uh, and he says part one. I guess that's like part one of the question. I'm not sure, but. Uh, the thoughts is the push for a legalization of marijuana inspires some to get into firearms. Uh, how does that inspiring people? I don't understand that part of the question. Like, uh, I understand yeah. there's a push for legalization. I'm fine with that, right? Personally, I don't think, I think we have too many laws and, uh, you know, definitely we don't need drug laws out there, except that I, I think that people who uh, drive cars, do things like that while they're impaired, take other people's lives into their hands, you know, that's obviously a problem, but I don't care about it. Um, I don't understand how that's uh, pushing people, though, to get into firearms. I don't know if you guys see a different side yeah. of that. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of torn. I'm not really a... I'm very... I'm kind of not anti-pot, but, mm-hmm. you know, I... I mm-hmm. It's almost like when you look at the people that push for marijuana legalization, 
and they're if they're saying it's pushing them go towards firearms, it's maybe because, okay, marijuana is highly regulated, whether it's medicinal or medical, mm-hmm. and now, you know, there's like, all right, let's try and get into guns and understand their point of view because I, I don't believe if, uh, like. Uh, if you're under any influence, whether it be alcohol, marijuana, or what, you should not be in the hands of a firearm. That it's plain and simple, and that's why it gets into you know people do use marijuana for you know anxiety, depression, or pain, cancer treatment, anything you can think of. Um, but you should not be in. I don't think you should be in the, have the a firearm anywhere in your possession because as much as they say it helps, you are impaired. Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest gripe about it. Um, maybe the people that are trying to legalize marijuana are realizing that, you know, firearms owners have been kicked to the side and highly infringed upon just as much as marijuana has, mm-hmm. if not more. Mm-hmm. Right. They can feel our pain. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, I think I mean, we're, I think we're connecting the two, but I don't know if the two have anything to do with each other, except for the places where, yeah. If you know, like Florida and other places, if you uh, if you're using marijuana, then that could uh, create a problem for you having um, access to your two A rights, right? Exactly. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, Gigi. I mean, because it's still federally illegal, mm-hmm. and when you sign those little papers and you're answering those questions, it does ask you if you are a user of marijuana, does it not? Mm-hmm. So that right there automatically mm-hmm. throws up that red flag. Hey, if I smoke weed and I have a firearm, mm-hmm. you know, where's mm-hmm. that balance there? You know, mm-hmm. even though it is legal, say in states like Massachusetts, uh, where it's same thing, legal, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure yeah. they still have the same questions on the forms as yep. well because yep. it's not federally legal. So even at the state level, it has to be illegal to have a firearm and possess any kind of drug, even marijuana. Mm. Although marijuana to me is, is a very harmless drug. I mean, I got to tell, tell you, when I was younger, there wasn't a day when I didn't have some. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. I'll, I'll, Understood. But, you know, I yeah. mean, and, and, you know, I had my experiences mm-hmm. with it and I, I can't say it's it's bad. I mean, it has a lot of good properties. It does good for people. But, yes, I agree at the same time. If you're using it, you shouldn't be using your firearms at the same time. You know, leave that leave it for when you're at home relaxing and not about to do anything else. Yeah. You know, well, everything has a different effect on you. Right. I think some things uh, and I don't really know anything about the effects of marijuana, um, other than contact, uh, contact uh, smoke or whatever, I've, I've never smoked it myself, so I don't know what it does. I know people out there say that it slows everything down, you know, or makes yeah. you more cautious. I don't know if that's true. I think, and I don't know if that's it, a good it, thing or not. Okay, it, it might make you a little more aware mm-hmm. because of the fact that you know it's illegal. Mm-hmm. So you get <laughs> a little bit of paranoia. So you're more aware of what's going on around you mm-hmm. now it does slow things down mm-hmm. but your reaction time will still be the same as far as it goes i mean as long as you're not like <sighs> blasting away and just mm-hmm. going overboard with it i mean you, yeah i mean if you, you look know, at joe rogan he says that it just makes you more mellowed out or something like that you know it makes you like shaggy i guess you not know? me yeah so i'll i'll admit i i did partake in high school mm-hmm. uh I have the worst experiences. So uh, everything reacts. Every chem- chemical exactly. reacts differently with different people. 
Yeah. 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 I, I hallucinated. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, not happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I never yeah. even hallucinated off of LSD. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that. I, I was more of a beer head. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, we're getting yeah, deep I was now. A musician. Okay. Yeah, I was a musician back in my days up in Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I experimented a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a everyone little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> and just, just a little uh, bit. Yeah, right, right. Uh, uh, that's, why, that's why I say firearm saved my life, man. You know, I... I I suffer from anxiety and depression and stuff like that. And, you know, to me, owning a firearm is the ultimate responsibility because you not only have the responsibility of that firearm, making sure you, you know, follow all the right rules and stuff like that. But also, do you want to be that one guy that ruins firearms ownership for a lot, a mass amount of people, whether it be state or country? Also, I respect I respect the firearm itself anyway, just because like you know that is a tool, and but also there's a lot of problems with that tool. Uh, it, it you know if more I feel if more people kind of really looked at it like that, ownership would be it would be a lot more well known. Granted, we're just on a rise, which I am so happy for. You know, gun ownership is on the rise. You can't. You're not, we're not flattening this curve, and it to that point, though, if people looked at marijuana uh, legalization at that point, maybe it would kind of be on the same rise. Again, everyone has their own opinion on it, but we're, you know, we're, when, in terms of guns, you know, let's not flatten that curve. Let's just keep buying and buying and buying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead, G&G. You got something you want to add here? Yeah, I completely forgot because Jerry Parker said something. I was laughing at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did he? Oh, it's a private thing. Yeah, yeah, he retracted it as soon as he put it up, and I just happened to catch it. Yeah, is <laughs> it? Uh, I tried pot two, three, or a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Um, Okay, I kind of remember what I was about to say. (laughs) There's that slowness from the marijuana. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Let me see. Let's see here. So 817LDS had a follow-up here. He says, well, I consider staying at home getting my essentials for life. I consider staying is staying alive. Many of people are still dying, and you think I just don't want to work. Um I'm not sure if that's addressed to uh, anyone specific out there. Look, I think that there's, I think that people that are at risk and are worried about that should um, absolutely, you know, stay, stay home. home and do what they need to do. Um, I don't think anything of it. I just think that the end result is we cannot just indefinitely go in this direction, right? Um, people are, you know, if we, you have a virus. It's gonna be. It's gonna get out there. People are gonna uh, gonna get this thing one way or the other. It's never just gonna go away like that. And even if this goes away, something else is gonna come up, and we ultimately can't keep shutting everything down. And the and the percentage of people that are getting sick and the percentage of people that are dying is just not high. It's terrible that there's that there's people getting sick, and it's it's even worse and horrible that people are dying from it. But ultimately, if we shut down. Um, everything that's going on and, and we don't move forward and we don't produce, we will all, we will all suffer for that. Um, oh, indeed. This damn thing ruined my Disney vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, to kind of further your point with that, and it's, it's, it's getting kind of hard 
to get some people to wake up to what's happening with this because you have all these um, so-called scientists or medical professionals coming out there and making some pretty outlandish statements like you got to shut off your air conditioning because you're going to get the virus if you keep your air conditioning running. I mean, if, if heat kills the virus, how is it certainly going to sneak in through your air conditioning and get you in your house? Now, if if a cloth mask or a dust mask will stop the virus, mm-hmm. then how is it going to get past the filtration you have in your in your units in your house? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, again, where's that level of nonsense to you know reality and actually thinking for yourself and questioning authority? You know, there's there's none out there. A lot of people have just fallen into that rift of going, oh well. They said, they said, and so it's got to be true. You know, I mean, yes, sure, the virus is real. I think it's definitely way over pumped for what it is because if this virus was as dangerous and as deadly as it's, have you ever seen what a virologist wears when they're in there studying viruses? They wear a supplied air hazmat suit, and the supplied air comes from a whole nother room. Mm-hmm. So now, if this virus was half as bad as they say it was, there is. Do you think a little dust mask that's made to keep particles in the air exactly. coming from you or, or a yeah. surgical mask is going to prevent any of that from getting into you? No, it's not. Well, I mean, here's the thing. There's always going to be viruses and things like that in, in the environment, and we can't all live in spacesuits. We just can't do it. We can't do it. My we're gonna, point exactly. We're going to have to run the risk of people getting sick. Now, I think with air condition, the air conditioning thing, I'm not 100% sure what you're saying there. But, yeah, things can get up in the air conditioning and travel around. And I think it's heat and sunlight. Mostly the sunlight is, is uh, killing it, but not necessarily uh, things in the air conditioning. But what's bringing it in there is you. <laughs> You know, what's bringing exactly. it into rooms is uh, into an environment is you. I think that the thing with the mask is that they're trying to cut it down a little bit, but they know it's not 100% effective, right? So it's just like how Fauci was saying in the beginning, no, you don't need the mask. They did think that people need the mask. That's what he's saying. But they didn't think they had enough. So they're like, oh, you don't need it because they didn't want everyone to panic and go, oh, what's going on? Where's my mask? And then there was like a massive run on masks and everyone was getting crazy. So now they're saying that you need the mask and you have to realize how that keeps getting pushed down, that they realize what you're saying. They can't put everyone in spacesuits. So like, hey, listen, you know, just put on, wear the masks out there, hoping that that's going to stop something when ultimately we cannot, you know, we cannot do that. Those things are just not effective for a lot of different reasons, right? Um, and if you're if you're around people enough, it's going to happen. No matter how much you wear the mask and all that kind of stuff, um, you're going to get sick. It's it's just one of these things that what they're trying to do is manage us and use the placebo effect on us and not have us get all crazy and upset and out there. Although at the same time, you know, uh, things happened in the, in the world, and we had a lot of people get really mad and start burning everything down. So, yeah. Mm. Um, yep. Let's see. Flying Rich gave us a couple of bucks here. He says, Hank, can Joe come shoot at the Hacienda? I don't know what Joe Flying Rich is talking about, so we're going to move on from that one. I think he wants me to come shoot with him at the Hacienda. Can you come in to shoot at the Hacienda? I need to go for me. 
Yeah, Lola. I don't know if you heard that. Lola <laughs> yeah, just said exactly. Eddie's shooting at the hacienda needs to go through her. And uh, flying. Listen, if I'm going to invite someone to come flying rich, I'll do that. So don't don't try, don't try to set me up. <laughs> you guys are a hundred percent welcome to get together on your own and go shooting somewhere. You know, mm. I don't think I don't think Flying Rich needs the hacienda to do any shooting either. So, how well do you know this Flying Rich man? He's getting you into a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I, know. I actually talk trouble here. You know what, Hank? It, it, it's ironic because Richard is. Uh, mm-hmm. I talk to him almost every other day. Have you ever uh, met him? Nope. Oh. We were actually supposed to so go. So you don't to, know he's crazy, uh, then? That's what you're saying. Ah, uh, no. I, listen. I, Have you looked he, into those googly eyes? Do you realize? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, he's one of the. He's, I, I think one of the nicer people I've met in the YouTube community. Okay. You know, I. He's cool. I was. He's a hundred percent batshit crazy, though. I'm just. Don't, hey, we're all great. We're all, we're all a little crazy. We've yeah. all flunked cuckoo's nest once or twice. Right. right. Um, Some of us are crazier than others, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, especially the people that think coming to America is a bad movie. You know, it, it's yeah. that it it's 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 great to have friendships though mm-hmm. through this whole thing. And Richard is one of them. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, your mom warned you about the crazy chicks, but she never warned you about the crazy dudes, huh? That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's all I can say. No, listen, I think it is cool that we have this and we have people that we could communicate with and do things. And I'm sure at some point here we'll uh, we'll all meet up and, and we'll do something, you know. Um, but just know this, that uh, Flying Rich is not the czar of who shoots on the Hacienda. So that's all, that's all Lola's job. And as a matter of fact, he might get, he might get banned. <laughs> uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, he might get banned. Yeah, Lola's right now checking a box. Like, okay, Flying Rich. He's checking a He's box. He's on the naughty list, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I said before, I'm just humble yeah. enough to yeah. be allowed on this podcast. I'm very happy. Thank yeah, you for uh, this happening. No, absolutely. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Y'all for inviting me on. I mean, it, it was uh, it was a big surprise to me last night when she sent me the email. I was like, yeah, sure, man. I'm yeah. coming. I'm uh, there. Yeah. I almost, yeah. Invited, I'm, I'm, I'm I almost a- invited Rich, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't deal with that much. I, I don't know <laughs> if I want to put, you know. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a lot of headache pills after that. <laughs> We could have had a real party. We could have had a real party going, but, uh, you know, um, let's see here. <laughs> uh, Led Holt says, everyone knows the imperial leader of Fraz is just a normal guy. Okay. Mm, all right. He's totally normal. Totally normal. Um, and Brick says, who said Coming to America is a bad movie? That's Cinema Gold. Yeah, who said that? Did someone say it's a bad movie? Uh, if, I've heard some people say wait, that. Wait, hold on. Did Flying Rich say my that? My wife being one of them. Oh, your she, wife? Oh. No, no, he did not say that. Yeah. My wife said that. Oh, she oh, says boy. it's a bad movie? Oh, wow. Uh, I'm not going to get into that conversation uh, with your wife. Just to say, anyone who thinks it's a bad movie. You're breaking to me, damn. Yeah, can you hear me? Uh-oh, YouTube isn't liking us. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. Yeah, I can we're hear good. you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we were okay, talking. About, right, yeah, good. we're talking about uh, you. You know, I don't want. All right, good. Yeah, I don't want to uh, disparage your wife or anything like that. But uh, she obviously doesn't know anything about movies. 
Here's my advice. Don't let her pick the movies. Well, <laughs> well yeah, I want your opinion. Have you seen the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson. Yeah, that's an old movie. Right? You've never saw, you never saw that movie, Can't G&G? You're, he's shaking his head. Yeah, yeah. Have you I seen it? Did you yeah. like it? Did I've I like it? it. Um, I saw it a long time ago. I thought it was a good movie. Ah, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was a good movie. I don't remember. I I just oh, I remember thought... seeing it one time. You think it's? Oh, a... I thought. Yeah. Um, I think out of Mel. I don't know. Let me see. What's Mel Gibson's best movie? So, let's see. Let's think about that for a second. What are the best movies with Mel Gibson in it? Uh, they got to be Lethal Weapon, man. Uh, oh, that's true. Okay, the Lethal yeah, Weapon. Yeah, Lethal Weapon is good. good. Good gun movie. Yeah, I was thinking Mad Max, but you're right. Uh, Lethal Weapon. Are we going to do, yeah, for uh, Mel Gibson, are we going to say that Lethal Weapon 1 to 4 was all good? <laughs> or? Uh, lethal Weapon 2. Lethal 2? Okay. Yeah, Lethal 2. After that, it just kind of fell off. Hmm, 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 hmm. Okay. What were you saying, G&G? I said they might not be top notch all the way across the board, but they're still entertaining. Yeah. It's it's if you could watch it today, then I think it stands up, right? So I know I recently watched them because I think they had them all on Netflix or something like that. So let's see what else did yeah. Mel Gibson do that was good. I'm just trying to like let's he did a movie over. Ransom. Ran- Ransom was a good one where like his kid got kidnapped. I think I saw that. I think I saw that. Uh, what was the Braveheart one? was a really good movie. Which one? Braveheart. Braveheart. Yeah. Bra- oh yeah, Braveheart. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, Braveheart's good. Uh, let me see. Any? Let's see who, who are people saying. Uh, let's see. You got, I'm waiting for you guys. Had to. It, uh, Brick says, in that movie, Mel Gibson had the tomahawk. I remember that scene. That's the scene where he throws the tomahawk at one guy, takes that guy out. Then he runs up and takes that tomahawk and throws it at another guy. You know, I think he's just, like, running from guy to guy, picking up tomahawks and throwing them. <laughs> I've never seen that in a movie, so we got to that. <laughs> uh, the, hey. the Patriot. Let's see. Payback. Chris Bullis says Payback. I'm trying to think of what were the... Um, he did Mad Max. Mm, uh, Thunderdome. Yeah. Thunderdome was my favorite Mad Max movie with Mel Gibson in it because it, it had Tina Turner. You know, well, what about The Road Warrior? I mean, that was a classic movie. It was all movie. right. It was classic. Yes, it's classic. It was okay. I like it was just an eight-wheel pair. That was that's that's my fun, that's my funny line. But Mel, I, I, I'm trying to think. Was there a horrible Mel Gibson movie? What's the worst Mel Gibson movie? Let's think about that. Um, I can't. I can't really think. Yeah. I, 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 what, I was always a Mel what's Gibson the, fan. What's the name of the Mel Gibson movie that had Julia Roberts, where like Mel Gibson was crazy or something in it? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh. I forget the name of it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say I've seen all his movies, so... Um. Yeah. Oh, Conspiracy <laughs> Theory. There you go. Appalachian yeah. Gunrunner says, I'm telling you, Conspiracy Theory uh, with Julia Roberts. I think that was, you know... Um, that was decent. Uh, American Freedom Outdoors says, Mel Gibson movie. Uh, we uh, we were soldiers. I don't, th- I don't know if I ever saw that one. Signs. Someone says signs. Yeah. Uh, someone says what movie. women yeah. want. Yeah. What women want. Uh, Flying Rich yeah. says the last V8. I, I don't didn't even, care for what, that one. What the hell is the last V8? I never even heard of that. Is that like the uh, the drink, the tomato juice drink? 
I, it was I, the last one in the refrigerator or something, I guess. I, I have no idea. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't think Mel Gibson is really... I'm trying to think of if he's really made a horrible movie. Because we could probably go from there. But I don't think Mel Gibson ever made, like, a really, really, really terrible, horrible movie that I could think of. You know, he might have done some crazy stuff, you know. So... There we go. But, okay, I don't know if that settled anything, though. Definitely crazy. Yeah. Definitely crazy. Yeah. We Were Soldiers was excellent. I can't remember if I... I don't think I ever saw that. Um, Night Train says, isn't that Catcher in the Rye? I don't think he ever made a movie called Catcher in the Rye. Conspiracy Theory had something to do with Catcher in the Rye, but there you go. And Kermit Loves Bacon says, We Were Soldiers is hella good. So, there you go. Um, and John Voorhees says We Were Soldiers was a Vietnam War film. Good. Um, and Flying Rich says Line from the Road Warrior. Okay. There you go. Uh, so I don't know. I think Mel Gibson's decent. I don't know how we got... Somehow we got on movies. So anyone who thinks that uh, Coming to America was a bad movie is not allowed to choose movies. That's my policy. I'll tell you, <laughs> one of my favorite movies when I was a kid growing up, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you've ever seen it, mm-hmm. but it's a movie called The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon, yeah. I know what that is. Yeah. Never seen the it. The Last Dragon. That's a Barry Gordy movie, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. it had Vanity show in there. Enough. Yeah, Show mm-hmm. Enough. Um, <laughs> that guy who was in Show Enough, uh, I saw him in something. Um Look, oh, you know what? I was looking at the adventures of Briscoe County Jr. And the guy who played uh, Show Enough in that was in the adventures of Briscoe County. Um, but yeah, uh, The Last Dragon was a good movie. I like that. because Mostly because it has vanity. And I thought, like, <laughs> vanity was, when I was younger, man, that was like the perfect chick. You know? As far as I'm concerned. I'm over that, Lola. I'm over. Don't worry about it. You know, but anyway, <laughs> I, I just liked it because uh, the whole the whole mysticism behind right. kung fu and yeah. stuff, you know, yeah. um, with the glow and everything. You yeah. know, it's like the you magic. Liked what he did all his hands of, did all this. <laughs> man, I, I love that shit, man. I mean, I was I, always a big fan of martial arts yeah. when I was a kid. Bruce Leroy, up. Boss Hog says Leroy. He was. I think they called him Bruce Leroy. <laughs> yes, Bruce Leroy. Yeah, you never Catching saw Blitz <laughs> with his teeth. <laughs> you never saw that movie? Never? You never saw that movie? It's um No, nah, I never saw it. I have my Yeah, you gotta look that up. That's a that's a um what when did that movie come out? Nineties maybe? Uh actually I think it was the eighties. Was it the eighties? Maybe late eighties. Late eighties, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, an armament in Axis says, did anyone ever see the Mel Gibson movie Bloodfather? No. And, but he says Vanity was hot. Yeah, Vanity was the, you know, Vanity was the bomb, man. Vanity was the bomb, you know. Yeah, DC2 yeah. Boost knows what I'm talking about, because for a while, his uh, little thumbnail icon there was um, show enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, DC2 Megaboo says uh, Gorillas and Guns catches bullets with his teeth. Uh, and American Freedom Outdoors says another good set of movies from Eddie Murphy was Beverly Hills Cop. I don't know how we're getting into Beverly Oh, okay, well, because Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy has made some bad movies. That's not even a question. Yes. 
That's it. I personally, I like Eddie yeah. Murphy, but he's made some terrible movies. <laughs> I loved The Golden Child. That was a great movie. That's awesome. Well, are you a fan of his stand-up comedy? Um, I liked his, uh, I yeah, I haven't seen him do anything lately, but um, I liked his, the stand-up comedy movies that he did. Um, I didn't like his appearance on, recently, on Saturday Night Live. I thought that kind of kind of fell flat yeah i didn't like that either yeah but golden child one of my favorite movies ever one of my favorite movies ever eddie murphy actually hates that movie really yeah (laughs) but it's one of my favorite movies i quote it all the time brother noopsy has forgiven me (laughs) you know charles dance was in that (laughs) yeah Uh, 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 one night. <laughs> yeah, uh, Golden <laughs> Child is classic, but he doesn't. He, it's weird. He doesn't like it. Um, you know, uh, but I, I think Eddie Murphy. He's done. He did a lot of like the um, the first Beverly Hills movies. I think like one and two were good, and then I think it got. Where did it get bad? Did it go to four? Beverly Hills Cop didn't go to four, right? It went to three or something like that. Yeah, I think three was the last one. Yeah, the one yeah. where they were in like fake Disneyland, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. But he's made some really, really good movies. Someone says Chris Bullis says Norbit. Norbit is funny, but it's also Norbit sad. Norbit was funny. It's sad. It's funny and it's sad to see mm-hmm. poor Norbit get abused. You know, um you Yeah. Know. Yeah. So that's uh Eddie Murphy's done some good movies. Uh I'm trying my favorite Eddie Murphy movie right now is Bowfinger. Did you guys ever see that? I'm not sure if I've seen that. It doesn't sound yeah, familiar. It's a movie about making movies. No, nah, my... Yeah. You didn't see mm, it? My favorite was Adventures of Pluto Nash. What? <laughs> Seri- is that seriously? Yeah. Is that a joke or is yeah, that Yeah, no, us? I love that movie. <laughs> okay. No, it's not a joke. I love that movie. Mm. <laughs> Why did you like Adventures of Pluto Nash so much? I, I don't know. I watched it when I was a kid, and it's just something me and my dad watched, and we thought it was hilarious. And then I just—it's one of my favorites. Then uh, also, I liked him in uh, Mr. Church. That was a really good one. That was more of a recent one that he did. Yeah, I don't—I don't think I ever saw that. By the way, here's someone sending me a gun. Boom! There you go. That's Edward. That's from Edward Andrews. Um, and here's his caption on that. He says, uh, store your sling properly. It will prevent the spread of the coronavirus. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I thought he was sending me a meme with that, but he was obviously sending me a gun. Yeah, Pluto Nash. Guess what? Uh, listen, Joe, you also cannot pick the movies. So in your home, <laughs> neither one of you should pick the movies. <laughs> you need, you all need to call out for assistance. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call. I'll, I'll I'll text you from now on, Hank. Be like, Hank, yeah. is this a good movie? Yeah. Do you recommend this? Yeah, you need. You all need assistance. <laughs> um, okay, let me see. Uh, someone says Dolomite. Dolomite was good. Boss Hog says Dolomite. Brick says Dolomite. I thought that was good. Um, let me see. And then someone says that uh, that. Uh, Let's see. Don't forget the Nutty Professor. That was eh, it was good. It was good. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Nutty Professor. Oh, look at that. Nutty nice. Professor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming to America, Trading Places. Trading Places is a classic. That's a classic American movie right there. And Len Holt says Bowfinger was hilarious. You guys have to watch Bowfinger. It's a really good like Hollywood movie 
about Hollywood. Um, Eddie Murphy plays a star in there, and he's involved in this cult kind of religion thing that's a lot like Scientology. Actually, it's exactly Scientology that they're that they're going after in that thing. But it's just really funny. It's like about making movies and low budget stuff, and it has uh, what's his name, uh, Martin, um, Steve Martin it has Steve Martin in it. So I think that's the only time that Eddie Murphy and Steve Martin have ever done a movie. And you know that's classic. Come on, Steve Martin. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Martin. That, he's great, man. Yeah. He's a damn good banjo player, mm. man. Yeah. Yeah. Steve Martin is a funny guy. What's the name of the movie that Steve Martin was in where he had the big nose? Oh yeah, that was Roxanne. Roxanne. That's also yeah, a good movie. Yeah, the fire chief with the huge nose. Yeah. 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 Also a good movie. You know. So there you go. Someone said Doctor Doolittle. Dr. Doolittle is on the end of the spectrum of uh, Eddie Murphy movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could technically consider Shrek, uh, Shrek as a Eddie Murphy movie. Yeah, but those were good. Because he good. was the donkey. Yeah, at least the first one or two were good out of those. You know, I could give some respect yeah. for the for the first yeah. one of those. Okay, so let's talk about someone who we give no respect to, but for some reason is uh, impervious to all things in the world and keeps ticking. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, this was breaking right before we started. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg hospitalized for possible infection. Um, So Ruth Bader Ginsburg was hospitalized Tuesday for possible infection. The Justice 87 received treatment after experiencing fever and chills. The Justice is resting comfortably and will stay in the hospital for a few days to receive intravenous antibiotic treatment. Uh, Court spokesperson Kathleen Arberg said in a statement uh, so yeah that's interesting right there man she's not giving up man she's tough those Democrats are tough man I was gonna say is this <laughs> is this gonna be the one that kills her like I don't think so she's not she's not human <laughs> she's not human right now they're pumping the blood the lifeblood out of some teenager into her in a hospital somewhere to keep yep. her going for another whatever amount of time. I just don't think she's normal. So, um, oh, Len Holt said she's on some. Ne- huh? Sorry, I, yeah. said, I was going to say she's on some next level Illuminati stuff. Right yeah, there. absolutely. Uh, Len Holt said saw the trailer and the new Bill and Ted looks uh, bad to be. I don't know. I, I I like Keanu Reeves. I like the Bill and Ted movies. I hope it's not stupid, but who knows? There's no way. And Lena Holt also says RG, RBG is a cyborg. So, you know, without without a doubt. Now, you know what? I got to talk about this. Um, I did it. I don't know where the pictures are here. But before, um, like actually last night after I got off air, uh, there was all this stuff that I saw about Ford coming out with the Bronco. We were talking about guns and the early part of this. Uh, I'm sorry, not about guns. We're talking about cars. You know, have you guys had a chance to see the new Bronco? Yeah, it's. It, I saw early, like, because I, I remember when we were at the dealership, I saw early photos of the Bronco, mm. and it. I don't know if uh, if I haven't seen the new if there's any new pictures, but at one point it looked like a Jeep Rubicon that was elongated. Mm-hmm. And um, no, a Jeep, uh, a Renegade. I'm sorry, it looked like a Renegade that was like stretched out and lifted up. Yeah, I think it looks good, man. From what I'm seeing of the pictures out there, I think uh, 
the the new Bronco looks really good. There's a two door version, four door version. Um, it's really a fully modular. Um, it, I don't know, man. The stats, this thing might actually be better than a Jeep Wrangler. So, you know, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's it's pretty neat yeah. looking. I'm liking what I'm seeing out there. You know, it should be cheaper than a Wrangler. I'm not sure if it's going to be cheaper. I think it's probably going to be in that like same price category of the Wrangler. But I, I am liking what I'm seeing out there. So, uh, Joe, what you're not, you're just not a, you're not a Ford guy. I'm taking it. Yeah. You know? Nah, I'm not really the big. I I drove a Ford Explorer for years, and that thing was the biggest lemon I've ever had in my life. Um, I was always a Chevy guy. My first car was a 1986. Uh, Chevy S10 Blazer, the two-door, two-wheel drive, mm -hmm. and I customized it to hell and back, mm -hmm. painted it, lowered it to the ground, put one of those annoying subwoofer systems in there because I thought I was gangster, and uh, <laughs> then I unfortunately wrapped it around my pole. <laughs> I, ra I wrapped it around the pole, a pole my mm -hmm. first winter, and I have yet to find that same year. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But no, I've never really been a Ford guy. Yeah. Um, what, what were you saying, G&G? Oh, when? Yeah, I think you were saying something about it. Um, about the oh, about the Ford. The yeah, Bronco, that yeah. that it, it looks pretty good. I mean, I like the way it looks. It mm -hmm. definitely still kind of has a little bit of that classic style. But mm -hmm. uh, there's something else it reminds me of, and I want to say it. It kind of looks like a Honda Element on steroids. Really? <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah. think that's good. <laughs> I don't think that's a good that's that's not a good thing. Uh, Night Train says it's the OJ Mobile. Boss Hog wants to know if it'll have diesel. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a four cylinder and a V six, probably both turbos. Um, and Brick says yeah. it looks like a Rover had a baby. <laughs> DC two says the Bronco looks like a short school bus. Man, you guys, I thought it. I thought it looks good. Yeah, I, I, I like good. the styling of yeah. it. It does look pretty cool. But like yeah. I said, just there's something about the front end of it, just the shape of that front end just kind of made me think of that Honda element for some mm -hmm. reason. Yeah, um, that squared off, that squared off thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, it looks better to me than the new uh, Land Rover, not Discovery, the, uh, what is it, the Defender. It looks better than the new Defender, I think. You know, um, and it looks way more modular and all that kind of stuff, which is cool. But we'll see. We'll see how it how it is, how it's received. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Land Rovers. I don't like mm -hmm. uh, they, the seat sits up way too high in them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're okay, mm -hmm. but just not my favorite vehicle. Yeah, I'm still gonna be waiting for the Cybertruck. I'm still waiting. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna hold uh, my fire for the Cybertruck when the Cybertruck. Speaking. Comes of tesla have you seen the 2020 roadster uh i've seen i've did they put out something lately because i've seen pictures of it but no just those okay. pictures but yeah that, that's a pretty cool looking car um yeah i think it looks uh, kind of it, it doesn't look as exciting as it could look yeah probably not yeah. it's the original model has more of a sportier mm. kind of, I guess you might say, like a Ferrari mixed with a Pantera type look to it. Mm. Uh, mm. But yeah, it, it's the new one's still a cool looking car. It's nice and, yeah. and curvy, aerodynamic looking. Uh, it still looks sporty, but it's just 
I would say more on the conservative side of sporty. Yeah, I think a lot of cars have started to look the same now with aerodynamics, basically. You know, that's yeah, what we, we're getting. Uh, uh, Mr. We Tesla's at work where I work at, so. Oh, really? Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Uh, Mr. Saving the Day says Sasquatch trim package, laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a bunch of crazy trim packages out there for that thing, so. It's going to be interesting to see uh, to see those when they come out and, and if they're actually off-roadable and all that kind of stuff. I think it looks, I saw um, T, uh, TFL car, uh, TFL truck comparing it to the 4Runner and the Wrangler. It's definitely going to be better than the, the 4Runner, which I like. I've had those. They're just like, they haven't changed the styling in ever. I think the 4Runners look like that for 20 years, or at least 15 years or something at this point. Um, and then the Wrangler obviously is is the whatever who everyone's trying to beat, but um, I think this might look then, better, huh? Then you got that Wrangler truck, the Gladiator. When I was yeah. selling Jeeps, there was everyone wanted the the Gladiator, but then they got in their Gladiator pricing. They're like, nope, I don't want that. Yeah, yeah. And then the thing is, I think that so they're not going to have a V8, but I think that Wrangler is coming out with a V8. So yep. from um, what we heard, yeah, from what we'll see. So we'll see at some point. We'll, we'll you know we'll get more stuff. All right, look, we hit. We we're over nine o'clock. We got here, so uh, we'll let the people go here. But first, let's tell them how they can uh, support you guys. I'll start with shooting gallery. Any, um, how can the folks out there support you? I'll try to throw up your uh, YouTube channel here while you're talking. I'll throw that up for them. Uh, you can support me by subscribing to Sherry NE on uh, YouTube. We're having a 250 subscriber giveaway. Once we get to 250, the lucky winner is going to get a victory trigger from Tandem Cross for a Mark IV target pistol. You can check us out on Instagram at Shooting Gallery New England, all one word. We're also on Powler, Facebook. Uh, we're now on Patreon. I just made a Patreon. I'm actually releasing a video tomorrow about cool. why I made the Patreon. Uh, patreon.com forward slash shooting gallery any all right awesome awesome and let's go to uh gorillas and guns how can yeah, the folks yeah. support you out there uh well uh same they can come see me over here on youtube at gorillas and guns um i have a patreon um not really really do much i got two uh patrons <laughs> okay you need you need so, more man that's all we got to get more people over for there. sure yeah. uh and right now i am also doing a, a giveaway for my one 1000 subscriber 1k giveaway i got a upper uh stripped upper receiver from the machining mm -hmm. uh which is in your neck of the woods there hank they're down oh. there in very nice yep, gorilla uh, machining that like how does that happen <laughs> yeah yeah gorilla yeah, machining. gorillas are working together yeah, yeah. i kind of kind of made that by design there mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. so uh, i got that upper i'm giving away uh so as soon as i hit 1100 subscribers because i started to uh give away a little late because the whole 1k thing kind of caught me by surprise so okay. um i started to give away a little Oh yeah, there's a video out there on it. If you go over the video, there's something special you got to do to enter the giveaway. So if you go over there and subscribe, and you get in the giveaway, you'll be telling me something very nice. Oh okay. <laughs> so uh, oh. yeah, that's uh, and then I got the uh, the Facebook group page, uh, the Gorillas and Guns group mm -hmm. page, which Hank's a member of. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if I got Joe in there yet or not, but we'll get him in there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we share a lot of good two A news around there on that uh, uh, on the Facebook group, man. And 
you know we're we're all about supporting the 2a and making sure everybody around the country is as informed about what's going on as they can possibly be so you know other than that i'm just uh doing my thing trying to get virginia back into the 2a you know good spot again yeah, and, into the fold yep make so, virginia you know, america again <laughs> that's right that's right we got to do it i mean with with all those people that showed up on lobby day man i mean that that that, that right there had definitely better tell america you know the two way is important mm-hmm. so absolutely all right well i want to thank you guys for uh, tuning here thanks to all the folks out there for tuning in make sure you go support these guys i'm gonna drop Put it up on iTunes or anywhere else that you can listen to your podcast. Big thanks to Franklin Armory for sponsoring the show. We really appreciate that. Make sure you go check out um, Shooting Gallery NE, which stands for New England. There you go. As well as Gorillas and Guns. Um, you can check them out on Facebook in that group or on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to these guys. Get involved. And uh, thanks so much. We will see you guys tomorrow. Who wants the last word? Who wants the last word? No, nobody wants hey, to we, we can give it <laughs> Yes, All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. <laughs> We're out of here. See ya. Peace. Have a-